Good morning, everybody. Oh, I gotta adjust my microphone. This is Shelly, your mouthy mama at Talking Trash and Truth, and you are here with me for Coffee and Chaos with T3. Uh, I'm a little late this morning, but you know what? I was like, oh, I'm running late, and then I remembered <laughs> my show. It can be late, and you know why? Because I needed a little extra sleep. And I can do what I need to do and take care of me. And that's pretty much my whole goal today for the self-work. Because uh, I got to tell you, I made a list of things I wanted to talk about. And this was all the way at the bottom. Not because it was not important. It's probably one of the most important. But it's the most difficult for me. So I'm giving warnings out there before anybody gets comfortable. This is probably going to be a bit heavy at some point because self-work, instead of trying to be all complex and, you know, studious about it, I'm just going to talk to you about how I see it and then we can have a discussion. But I'm going to give it to you as an Oreo cookie. This is going to be an Oreo cookie podcast. It's going to start out, you know, jovial and happy. And, you know, we'll, we're going to have a little chat. Then we'll get into the meat of it. And then we'll end it, you know, with good stuff so that everybody can, you know, leave with a smile. But this is something that I have to talk about. And I'm not exactly thrilled about it. But I know you guys are here. You're open. You're loving. and. I think I need to peel that Band-Aid off. So that's what we're going to do. So to begin and to rephrase, well, not rephrase, restate, you have come to Coffee and Chaos. I've already started to have my coffee. So now we're going to, you know, handle the chaos. My lovely children, even though I woke up late and growly, uh, brought me coffee because, you know, they want to live and they're my lovely children because they keep me supplied in coffee. And when they come to me and say the coffee is not here, or we don't have any or the milk went, you know, sour. I'm like, not so lovely. Yeah. I don't like them as much. <laughs> Still love them to death, but I'm like, you now you're not my favorite people. Go away. Um, let's see who's here. We have outpost nerd. Good morning. Uh, he said, later and gayer than Nick. Well, I set it for 8.15. I changed it so everybody would know. And I came in at 8.15, so I'm not gay. And you pulled the trigger a little too early. Maybe that's a problem. Anyway, but I love you, nerd. Good morning and have a wonderful day at work. Don't, you know, explode. <laughs> Nerd has a job now. 
um, working with special needs kids in a middle school. And it's a little challenging. I've been there. And that's probably um, the most difficult age, I'd say. Because as teenagers, they're assholes, but it's like, you know that. You're equipped for that already going out the gate. When they're little, they just need to be taken care of and guided and whatever. But middle school, they think they know everything. They hate you. And no matter what you do, you're wrong, you're against them, and you're oppressing me. So, yeah, everything is... They don't, they're still babies, but they want to be grown up. Yeah, they, they, in your high, yes, middle schoolers are the worst. They feel every emotion under the sun in about five minutes. So they could walk in the door, hi, everything, everything's great. And at the end of the day, they're like, I don't understand why they, you know, stabbed them with a the pencil. Like, they were fine this morning. I don't get it. Ah, alrighty. Um, so good luck with that, nerd. My best advice, learn to smile, learn like through anything, learn to smile. Doesn't matter if it's a condescending smile. It doesn't matter. Turn it into like a, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just got to be open and don't overshare. Um, learn to count in your head while they're talking or while they're having a meltdown. And here's the trick. Find out what they're really, really, really interested in. And when they're at a point where you can't de-escalate, ask them a question about it. Your best friend is redirection and distraction is the second. Like if you had two besties, those are them. Redirection and distraction. That is the best escalation tool, like those tools that you could ever use. Because yelling doesn't do anything. Barking orders doesn't do anything. Telling them to what to do doesn't do shit. At that age, you just have to reason with them. And you kind of got to negotiate. Yeah. So you negotiate. Where it's 50-50 and then without them knowing, you slowly put it more and more in your favor, nerd. And then you got them. Lady Autumn Sky, Grand Risings, Grand Risings. I could use some Grand Risings around here. <laughs> she said, I'm here listening. However, cooking. So I'll be in chat after I feed my twins. Awesome. 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 This is the mainly the listening portion anyway. Uh, Daisy girl, good morning, Texas Jen. Hello, beautiful. How you feeling? How's that mouth? Of course, I'd ask her that question. I love talking about people's mouth. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Outpost, ignore, ignore, ignore. And you, good morning, outpost, ignore, ignore, ignore. <laughs> In your Mars middle schools, yes, um, they are the worst. Outpost nerd, sixth graders with kindergarten mentality. Well, no, see, you're missing the point. They're hormones with kindergarten mentality. And they're spiteful. And they think being mean is so cool. So cool. 
Some people never leave middle school. Uh, negotiating with little terrorists. Well, I mean, I choose not to negotiate with the little terrorists, but sometimes eh, you're like, I just got to get through the day. I just got to get through the day. Good morning, Caitlin. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, it's the start of a brand new day. Good morning. Good morning to you and you and you. God, I'm choppy this morning. <laughs> My kids who never, ever, ever try to wake me up because they value their lives. They never come close when they wake me up because I tend to, you know, swing first and say, who is that later? Um, and I throw shit when I'm, when I'm tired. But I mean, I slept really well all night. Oh, yeah. I have to apologize to somebody for falling asleep while I was watching a movie. Anyway. Oh, well. Uh, listen, when I'm relaxed, I fall asleep. I don't get relaxed very often. Uh, I had a point. Yes, my point was my children actually tried to wake me up this morning. <laughs> I think they woke up and said, look. Let's see. Let's see if we'll play Russian roulette and whichever one gets it. Ah, they don't have to ever do it again. Yeah, so they, they started with calling my name from the other side of the room. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> my son was like, no. And I was like, good. So I just I put my head back on the, in the chair and I was just like knocked right back out. And then I feel somebody touching my toe. And I'm like, holy fuck. What? Ma, you got to get up. You have a show to do. Katie? For fucking all of the time. I was like, get away from me. She's just like, Ma, you got to get up. You have a show. I was like, I don't care. I'm tired. Leave me alone. I went, I went from like mad to like just resigned to really sad and then back to mad. She was like, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to make you a bagel. I was, and I'm even in my sleep, I was just like, oh my God, another fucking bagel. Because I was in like that twilight where you're like half asleep, but you hear everything and you like, even your eyes are open because you're just like, I'm looking around, but you're still deciding. Like, you know, if you shut your eyes even once, like if you blink too long, you're knocked out. Like you're just going back to sleep. So that was me this morning. But yeah, they got me up. My daughter was ever brave, ever brave. <sighs> so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go and I'm going to have a little fun. Talk about something that's very difficult for me. And just see where it goes, you know, because. What the hell? You only live once, right? I mean. I'm only living once. I you know, came back a couple times, but that's different. Um, do, 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 do. what did I cover? I skipped a whole freaking portion morning. It, it is 8:26 a.m. I just talked for 11 minutes straight without even saying what the fucking date was. Today is Monday, which I hate. I hate Mondays. August 23rd, 2023. So it's 8:23 23. 
I should have done that at 823. Damn it. What a missed opportunity. God damn it. Caitlin, that's how I drive to work some morning, scared to blink. I swear to God, it's like I feel like everything feels weird today. Like I got the earbud in and it feels so obtrusive today. Most days I forget it's there. And it's just like, I don't know if I just don't like not hearing out of that ear or whatever. Um, you know, outside like the room. Anyway, I can't explain it. <laughs> I'm just uncomfortable this morning. Wait. It's Wednesday. No, don't. Mm -mm. No, I know it's Monday. I know it's Monday. Don't play with me. <gasps> it's Wednesday. Holy crap. What is wrong with me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you see? I told you. I told you. And that's a genuine freaking reaction. It's Wednesday. Hey, y'all. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Not Monday. It's Wednesday. Fuck my life. <laughs> I can't. Oh my God. It's something so wrong with me. I, I was ready to fight you, Caitlin. <laughs> Okay, when I picked what I was going to write under my name for the screen, I didn't really think I was going to live it up, like live up to it. Because I wrote, we flew past crazy ages ago. Keep up. And I'm the one who can't keep up. <laughs> Martin, y'all, it's 829 on Wednesday. <laughs> August 23 here at the funny farm. <laughs> because I really, really, really thought it was <laughs> Oh bro, maybe because it fucking feels like a Monday. <laughs> Anyway, happy hump day. Son of a bitch, I actually missed hump day. I was like, screw hump day, it's Monday. <laughs> you have no idea what it's like to have your brain going, it's Monday, it's Monday, it's Monday, it's Monday. And then a voice comes in and goes, it's Wednesday. And they're both my voice in the same brain. And they're just fighting, and I'm like, oh. I think I'm just the vessel for my thoughts. I really think that. I think my brain is just like, you know what? We really don't need the body. We're just going to use, like, the mouth and the face for expression. Because I, I don't think that they ask me all the time what, what I want to do. I think I'm schizophrenic. That would make a lot of sense. I don't know. I mean, if my doctors didn't pick up on it by now, then I don't think I'm in uh, <laughs> any danger. I am going to scroll back to where I find out it's Wednesday. 
first, Inya said, <laughs> in an argument, in an argument, my husband called me a petty child. <gasps> See, my reaction to that would have been like, no, you're a petty child. <laughs> and I even would have turned and flounced out of the room, <laughs> knocking over something of his. Or I would have been like, just standing there pouting. I probably would have kicked him just for good measure. <laughs> she said, my retort wasn't okay enough to re ever repeat. I got the last word, though. Oh, I'm sure you did. L much like me. You're just like, I'm going to get the last word. Mm -mm. I'm going to end this shit on my turn. <laughs> and that that ties into self-worth. It does. It does. Um, <laughs> Caitlin, wait, it's Wednesday. Three words that just fucked me up. Oh, I fucking can't. 357. Good morning, honey. How are you? <laughs> Caitlin's crying. Everybody's laughing. It's all good. It's a good, good start. <laughs> Jump on aboard the crazy train, won't you? <laughs> and you said, I woke up thinking it was Thursday. Please don't take me back to Monday, Shelly. <laughs> I think I was skipping ahead to next Monday. I was like, screw the weekend. <laughs> screw it all. I'm just going to go right to next Monday, which means probably something is going to occur on next Monday. And, oh, God, I've had enough occurrences. Can I, can I have a boring life now, please? Oh, yeah. Elizabeth, good morning. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Good morning, my dear rabbit. I hope you're feeling well today. Uh, we're on a roller coaster ride today, guys, because I don't know where the fuck I'm going to wind up. I don't know where I am, obviously, or when I am. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. I don't know when we'll get there. I don't know when we'll stop. And I don't give a shit. Good morning, Suzanne. How are you? How are you? I mean, Elizabeth said 10.39 and I nearly went to bed. Well, you're here now. <laughs> Elizabeth said just brains in a jar. Oh. <laughs> I'll post No. I need the weekend. Okay, you're starting to figure out why when teachers, you know, are good teachers that, who care, not like paycheck teachers because they just show up and say and they and then they just go home they don't take it with them but like career teachers teachers who that's their their calling we love those kids but god damn it three o'clock on a friday is like we're all going to the bar that's all you'll see in bars near schools at 3 34 o'clock on a friday teachers just teachers there's teachers over there, teachers over there. Teachers over there. <laughs> you got all the different cliques. You got like the, the pre-K ones. You got the kindergarten and first grade ones. You got like the kind of independent, but not. They're like really, really learning to be themselves. 
like second, third grade. You got the specialty teachers. Shit. Then you got all the aides that go together. And it, I swear to God, they put a bar on the corner by my school. They put one behind my school. And they put one on the other corner across from the place that sells all the cigarettes because, you know, God forbid you have one and not the other. Um, yeah. And they're packed. Every Friday they are overflowing because we just, as soon as the kids are gone, we're like, yep, let's go. Who's buying the principal? There's a reason my principal paid my bar tab all the time. <laughs> never paid for drinks. I never paid for food. What the fuck? I was giving him all my energy. The least he could do was keep me liquored up. <sighs> but Rabbit said husbands might get the last word, but they better remember who cooks. They got to remember they go to sleep. And in my experience, the men usually fall asleep before we do. Not very good survival instincts at all. At all, at all, at all. I'll post, there's a, there's no better feeling than in the afternoon. There's no better feeling for in the afternoon than untucking my shirt. That's a sign the work day is over. <laughs> my brow would come off. That was it. As soon as I, B is for vodka. <laughs> B is for, it's for vodka. Vodka. But yeah, I love vodka. Grey Goose is my favorite. Um, I just really, really like it. Cat, you are so lazy. She's laying next to the dry food dish. She's not eating the food out of the dish. She's putting her paw and taking one piece, bringing it like in front of her, and then eating it. God, you're lazy. Ah, three fifty-seven. Oh Lord, chili. What? What happened? Oh, no. Let me tell you something. As soon as I, like, as soon as I got in the door, like, after school, oh, no, that brow was coming off. Because, good God. It was... Uh, <laughs> the, the teacher that I worked with, G, um, she wasn't tenured when I started working with her. And it was her tenure year. It was the deciding year. The uh, superintendent of schools was coming in to observe her and he was very like very strict and you know everybody was afraid of him he looked like a, a little um oompa loompa but he was just he always wore a bow tie it was weird um but he was very like flamboyant yet he had tons of kids and it was just it was a weird thing but everybody was afraid of him and I tend not to be afraid of administration because fuck them. They need me a lot more than I need them. And I make sure they know it. So he was, uh, I don't know. He was there with the assistant um, superintendent and they were observing her and she's kneeling on the rug with the kids in a circle and she's reading them a story and she like leaned back on her heels and the, she leaned forward to like um, do this thing on the rug that she went along with the story or the lesson. I think it was a math lesson and she was doing blocks. And every time she moved forward, <laughs> cleavage and she and I were booby buddies because you walked into our room. It was just, it's everywhere. 
And so, you know, I, I felt for her because I, I was like, you know, when was the last time you wore that shirt? She's like, why? I said, because it's fitted, but it's a little tight. She's like, you think so? I was like, yeah, a little bit. I was like, all right. So we tried to like stretch out like the back of it. And so she's sitting there and she leans over to do one of the like block connectors. And I just watch her shirt go, bing, the top button opens. And I'm like, oh, shit. And she like looks up at me real quick because she felt it. (laughs) I was like, just keep going. Just keep going. Second one, bing. Oh, God. By the time she finished the lesson, he was sweating smiling like a fucking loon she was redder than a tomato i never saw her get red she was red it said bing 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 her shirt or opened one button at a time on its own completely i was like are we fucking ghostbusters what the hell and she wasn't even like putting pressure on it. it was and she'd like panic every time it happened like her eyes would get real wide she'd just look at me and i'm like it's okay it's okay just, you know, keep your arms together. Arms at the sides. Arms at the sides. I'm like, don't move your arms a lot. <laughs> but I'm telling her this in, like, gestures. So it kind of looked like I was flapping my wings because I was going to take off. And she was, like, looking at me like, what? <laughs> but, yeah, by the time she got a great observation, she's tenured now. She's good to go. But, oh, my God. <laughs> and then the assistant superintendent, um, he's, I never liked him. I never liked him. I just, I think he was an asshole. So he's in the hallway talking to the teacher next door. And I was going to bring candy to the girls in the, in the office. And he announces that he's leaving us. So um, I have this fresh in my mind that, He's not going to be a fucking issue anymore. Today's his last day. Because he just gave his notice. He was like, I'm out of here. And he, he's standing there talking to her. And I was like, excuse me. Excuse me. And he's not moving. I was like, excuse me. He said, I'm ignoring you the way you've ignored me all your life. I was like, what? He said, I always say hello to you. You never say hello back. I was like, all right. I'm deaf in one ear. So, like, leave me alone. And he was like, well, I just think you don't like me. I said, I don't like you. I said, but here you go. I said, that's what I think of you. And I handed him a lollipop. He goes, you think I'm sweet? I said, I think you're a sucker. And I walked away. And he was like, I kind of like her. And Stacy was like, I know, right? She was like, I don't get it either. She was like, but you'll keep going back. I was like, nope, he's out the door. Fuck him. God, he was a. You have to call me doctor, doctor, doctor. I'm doctor this, I'm doctor that. Come to find out he's a doctor who's got his doctorate on fucking Phoenix. Like, <laughs> like am I supposed to take you seriously? You just, uh, no, 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 no. But I never called him doctor. I called him shithead. I never liked him. Uh, Lord Shelley, hot sauce works miracles in marriages. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, shirts and 357. I mean, the shirt obviously has to come off. 
But I have to like put something else on. I usually put a tank top on. Uh, hands, knees, and toes, shirts, and bras. Why? 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 Liz, oh my God. <laughs> hands, knees, and toes. <laughs> my version of head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> Mine would probably be head, knees, toes, or no, hands, knees, head. That's what that would be. Mm -hmm. Head's always got to be in there, Elizabeth, if you're dealing with me. You should know that by now. Ah, she's late, and I did have two glasses of, oh, Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. Um, must be nice. Yeah, white wine goes right to my head. Red wine gives me lockjaw. So, like, if a guy wants to get lucky with me, you are not going to get, you're just going to get me a beer. Just get her a beer. She's fine with beer. Like, <laughs> there's no ill effects with the beer. But, yeah, no, red wine, I will have lockjaw. And you ain't getting shit. Uh, the naughty teacher librarian look. Yamaha. I've done that so many times. Ugh. You had to see for Halloween. <laughs> Because I'm the devil, apparently. Um, listen, when my feet hit the floor every morning, the devil knows, get the fuck out of my way. Okay? So, uh, we used to organize, like, all the kindergartens would do a theme, like the kindergarten teachers. Which is okay when you have three or four or five. We had, like, ten... 11, 12, 12 kindergarten teachers, if you included ABA, which we did, the handicapped pre-K, and the other um, restricted uh, numbered kindergarten classrooms. I don't know why the, the name of it is flying out of my head. The, the, what's, the what's it called? What's it called? Come a second. Jesus. Um, the hell is it called self-contained that's what it's called self-contained wow that was not and i had a self-contained classroom at one point god ah oh. mine always winds up being inclusion every classroom i'm in we start out with like six kids and like five adults wind up with two adults and 25 kids it's like what how this happen that's what they do they slowly drown you uh, but yeah, no, we used to have like a theme. And of course, when I got there, it wasn't crayons or bullshit like that. Like we did Wizard of Oz and we did um, Harry Potter. And that was interesting because we had Dobby, we had, you know, Bellatrix Lestrange. And then we had a bunch of, you know, like other characters in school uniforms. And like pigtails. And oh my God, did that was popular. That was very, very popular. <laughs> because I went to school as a Hufflepuff. Um, or was I a Ravenclaw? No, I was a Ravenclaw. Or was I a Hufflepuff? I might have been a Hufflepuff. I might have done Hufflepuff. Because I think that was, like, all that they had because it was, like, a last-minute thing. But, I mean, I was in the the white button-down shirt with the, you know, the 
pullover sweater, the cardigan. Um, I had the the pleats and everything, but my skirt was like a little longer than normal. Um, because I'm I'm not I'm not trying to show the world everything anymore. And my hair was in pigtails, and I was wearing glasses. And I walked in, and my principal Marty, he goes, "Are you trying to kill us?" I was like, "Why?" He said, "You, you're walking around like mm, like you were in high school." I was like, "I didn't have like this look in high school." And he was like, "Bullshit! <laughs> you went to Catholic school first. I was like, "Ah, oh, I always forget about that. I really don't think about the uniform. I don't know. I guess because it, uh, it just sucks so much. That fucking pink. God, arms to the side, Sig. Arms to the side." Caitlin, work time. Shelly, thank you so much for the laughs this morning. You made my day. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad, Caitlin. I'll talk to you in a little bit. I'm sure we'll run into each other later. We always do. Uh, have a wonderful day at work, dear. Be nice to your coworkers. Or, you know, learn where to hide the body. One or two. Yamaha Biker. I said good morning already, but good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Jesus. Let's, let me tell you something. I love, I love, 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 love corny jokes. And I don't know if you're saying corn or the other word with the P. Because either one fit in my friggin' life. I play a doctor online. Dr. Google WebMD. Don't do that, Elizabeth. <laughs> if you Google your symptoms, you're going to think you're going to like be terminal in about an hour you're like i have three hours to live i gotta go do the most outrageous shit and then you live four hours and you're like oh shit can i take back that time and yeah our superintendent just got her doctor over the summer so we all got one of those calls from the school system mid-june just to let us know she's now dr karen blah 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 yeah no you're like, okay, that's nice. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Sorry, Shelly. Why are you sorry, Elizabeth? You can say anything. You know that. Uh, doctor means something in the medical field. I don't give two shits about your PhD. If you aren't an MDDO, I won't call you doctor, period. Oh, no, that's what you should call them, doctor, period. That'd be funny as hell. <laughs> hey, doctor, period. That's Oh, that would be great. Yeah, no, I mean, I know it's a lot of work. I know that, I mean, it's a lot of work. The thesis is, like, ridiculous. Like, when they do their whole, um, what is it there? Oh, God. They do their thesis, but what the fuck? I don't know, when they support or defend their thesis or whatever. And they write that long-ass thing. I have a friend who's going for her doctorate in psychology. And she lives sometimes in Florida, sometimes up like by Chicago and whatever. Um, she, <laughs> she's been doing this for like five years. And I know she's like, yeah, it's a big thing and whatever, but it, it's taken her a really long time. And she's starting like she gets really like discouraged. And I think it's just because we're so used to here when it, gets super super hard 
and people just don't support you enough, you just kind of fade out and you let things lie. So it's like, eh. and we're trying very hard not to let her just be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Nobody's watching. We're all watching, bitch. Be accountable. Going to hold you accountable. You started this shit. Now you're going to finish it. But I mean, I think she's an amazing person and she's got such a good heart. She's been through so much in her life. And her main focus is to be there for kids. Like she just wants to be there. And she's very like, she's ex-military. Um, she got really, really hurt in the military. She was a, <laughs> she was a pilot. Um, but she did. She, I forget the specifics of it, but she like, she broke her back. So she had to go through rehab for like, I think five years. And I mean, it was, it was touch and go for her. She's like, she, oh, it was so bad. And even now, some days, like if we're out or whatever, she's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, let's go. Let, let's just go. We'll just hang out in the house. Fine. Like, cause I don't care about being out. I hate being out, but like, I like being away and out, but like just to go somewhere local and sit in a bar is like, I don't like the local people anymore. They're not my people. I bring my people with me. But uh, do, 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 do. I don't know. She's just, she's a great girl. She is. I, I've known her since my freshman year of high school. And she's always been really, really stand up. And she doesn't like um, when people take advantage or they gang up on somebody. I was thinking about her a lot lately. Because I was like, do do I reach out to her? Because I don't know if I want her advice on something. Because she tends to be more like grab the bull by the horns and cut its dick off. Like that's what she'll do. She's like, you want to shut him up? Just cut it off. It's like, oh. but I think that's why you know she, she's her man's a little scared of her, and I think rightly so because even with the broken back, she was like, ooh. A force to be reckoned with. Uh, doo, 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 doo. Let's see. I'm scrolling through. Rabbit said, I went by professor instead. Rabbit, you have a PhD? Wait a minute. Did I miss something? What the hell? Oh, Six said, my kindergarten teacher was the best. Ms. Gully, we love you. See that, Ms. Gully, if you're out there. Sig, which you probably know him as Beats. Um, he, he said that you were the best. Kudos to Ms. Gully. And extra kudos for dealing with Sig, because I love him to death. But he, he could be a little bit of a nudge. I could see him being a mischievous child. I can, without a doubt. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Doo -doo -doo. Doo -doo -doo. Okay, so have a great day, Caitlin. So wait, so Rabbit, did you get, did you get a PhD? Just got the boy up for work. Oh, congratulations. Good luck on your job, Harlan. Harlan, I can't remember anything today. What the hell? I just called him Harlan. I could see the right word in my brain and something else is coming out of my mouth. Yamaha biker. Hey, hey, baby. Hey, baby. You know what I need. Chantilly Lace had a pretty face. No, nah, she wasn't showing nips, Daisy. It was a close fucking thing, though. 
because that shirt was tight. I mean, it was the perfect porn moment. It really was porn, 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 porn. And it was, it was the perfect, you know, like it, it could have been like, like that kind of like, you know, it was suspenseful. I'll tell you that because I was just like, I don't know if they were popping on their own or I was willing them to. Because part of me was like, oh, you poor thing. Then the other part of me was like, yes, yes. That's the Jersey, yes. That's the yes. Oh my God. Yes. Well, you're super excited. <laughs> yes. Replaced holla. <laughs> God, we're like a different world out here. Boobies, 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 boobies. Wish me luck. I'm heading out. You're going to be fine, nerd. You just got to make sure to always count before you react or speak. Always, because it's those impulsive reactions that'll fuck you up, man. They, those kids, they will never have your back. Let me tell you. Ever. You are the enemy, man. They could love you more than anybody in this world. And if it's you or them, they will throw your ass onto that bus so quick. Woo! There is no loyalty. <laughs> these kids got these kids got no loyalty. These hoes ain't loyal. But yeah, no. Shout out to Drex. Shout out to Jess. And shout out to my poor Nick Ricardo, who has been driving and driving and driving while his children are driving him crazy. And he's got the beautiful Tinkerbell right next to him. I call Mrs. Rackets Tanks Lady Rackets Tanks because she is. She's like little Tinkerbell. Like she'd be perfect in like little wings with like some glitter, a little halo. Crooked because I like my, my halos crooked. Um. Yeah, she'd be a perfect little thing. Give her a little wand. She'd be like, like float around, be sexy in the air. Uh, what was I what was I talking about? I started thinking about sexy lady rackets and my brain went, Yeah, let's go there. Uh, like, let's stay there. I like sexy lady rackets. And she's so sweet. I mean, she's she's a beautiful soul. Ah, 357, you can milk anything with nipples. Well, whether you can or not, I don't know, but I really don't recommend it. I really don't. Joe Biden has nipples. You want to go milk him? God. All you're going to get is what, like, sedatives coming. <laughs> Just, hey. ah, the only milk you're going to get out of him is milk of the poppy. Oh, wait, that's his son. I forgot. Oh, well. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Anyway, I'm saying all the no-no words and now. No, I'm not. I'm really not. Geppetto, that's what I named it. Oh, my goodness. Anything with nipples, even cat. Why would you want to milk a cat? Why? Why would you want it? That was not planned, I swear. But I said, why would you want to milk a cat? Look, she did it again. Nobody's going to milk you, Snips. You're fine. 
It's okay, mama. <laughs> I said, why would you want to milk a cat? She's all, yeah. The one who like never talks. She never, almost never talks when I'm on here. Uh, she knows the difference between me being on a call and me being on a show. Believe it or not. I don't know if it's attention I give off or what. But if, show my goodness, you're so loud today. I'm talking about you. Get over it. Do you hear? Are you trapped somewhere? I mean, what? All right, guys, let's have an experiment here. That'd be treats. There you are. Do you want treats? You want treats? Are you frozen? Now you're quiet. Really? There. I throw treats. Look, I throw them. Oh, look, it's raining treats. It's raining treats. It's raining treats. There you go. Go away. Leave me alone. You little, inter you little interrupter. I love you. Yes, I do. I love you. Anyway. Ah, this is the chaos. This is the chaos part. I never lie with we're having coffee and we're having chaos. Because welcome to the shit show. I'm your host. The devilishly funny mouthy mama. So uh, Rabbit said no, I never went to defend my thesis. My husband got sick. Oh, honey. If you don't mind, what was your what was your topic? What was your field? Because if you say like psychology or you know like trauma, I'll absolutely one hundred percent believe you. Because that makes total sense in my head. You are like the guru of calming us the fuck down. Jesus, uh, is this? It's this Saturday, isn't it? Which is he? Isn't what with Shizzy? Isn't what with Shizzy? I don't know what I have. Listen, I don't know what Saturday brings. I don't know anything because I didn't know what day it was. God, I was thoroughly convinced today was Monday. I was adamant about that show. <laughs> Poor Caitlin. Wait, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Good for you for standing your ground. Because not only was I wrong, I'm a little crazy. Uh, a rabbit. Not going to brag, but oof, I could write a thesis with full-on nonsense. Still got that grade. Poor professor didn't know I was trolling. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. Shizzy would not show on self-sustaining is tonight. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So, tonight. 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 Tonight on Shizzy Wiznut's channel, and it might be being multiply streamed, I'm not entirely sure, but it's definitely on Shizzy's. He will be having a show at 9 p.m. Eastern, and I need everybody to just spread the word. Make sure these are people who are going to sub because Shizzy needs subs. He needs watch hours, um, and he deserves the support. Shizzy's show tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. On the Shizzy Wiznut channel. He will be talking about self-sustaining. With I believe Valhalla. And. Um, oh God. I know Rabbit's going to be on there. But 
I can't remember the third person. Is it? It's Valhalla and somebody else. Rabbit will tell me. Um, and I know I'm behind in the chat. I know I'm behind like four minutes. Um, it's. <laughs> let me scroll down. Let me scroll. Let me scroll. Ah, uh, do 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 do. Why am I not? Here we go. Volstorm. Good morning. Good day. Good evening, wherever you are. Uh, okay, I'm just going to stay away. Happy tears are good. Let us pray. Vol, let us pray. Oh, I heard that recently. 13 hours from now. Girl, I'm trying to get there. Trying to get there. 15 years. Wow, Rabbit. You did a thing. 15 years research on color genetics? Holy crap. That's impressive. I don't even know what it is, but it's very impressive. Oh. Um, okay, so probably 11 a.m. my time. I could sleep. I'm excited for the show. Yes, yes, everybody's excited for um, Shizzy's show. So T3 and going online with Shizzy was not Valhalla and Fast Group. I thought Fast Group was the last one, but I said, I don't, I'm not, like, they're, I never see their stuff, so it doesn't stick in my head. And you know my head is not sticky. It's very full of Swiss cheese holes and olive oil. It's slippery as fuck. Uh, <laughs> more like gasoline. Uh, so, yeah, be excited for this show tonight. Nine o'clock, Shizzy's channel. It's about self-sustaining, and we'll have the great Shizzy Wisnut. We will have the fine Valhalla, who owns more wrenches than God. Um, the absolutely nefarious, no, no, <laughs> notorious, no, that's not it. Fast group, the self-sustaining fast group. I've heard that he's got a lot to say um, that's beneficial. Nothing is coming out right. So please, my disclaimers, don't be offended by my tone today because I'm fucked up. I'm not high or anything. I'm just not. Nothing's clicking. It's oh, it's terrible. Anyway. Um, and the wonderful, wonderful rabbit is going to be on Shizzy's. I know she's nervous. And you shouldn't be because every single person in that chat adores you. You are a wonderful person. We all know it. We all appreciate you. Rabbit said, I'm a geneticist. Yeah, I figured that out from the, <laughs> the color genetics. And it totally like you. You're a wonder, Rabbit. You really are. You really are. Suzanne T3, speaking of wrenches, plus three. Awesome. Suzanne is trying to out-wrench Valhalla. <laughs> now she's just doing the girls' team. There you go. Oh, that's how we can do it. The boys and the girls. Boys, Not boys versus the girls. Boys and the girls. And they're at the head of the pack with wrenches. Rabbit is a little smarty pants. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. So now that we we're doing like all the the get, you know, that's a, a whole good morning, I guess. I I did almost an hour of just bullshit. Um, Suzanne said, "Rabbit, that's a great field." My late husband was into that. Yeah, genetics. It's, I mean, every you couldn't have superhero movies without people who know about genetics. Because they get down to the nitty gritty. They get a lot of stuff wrong. I'm 
I'm sure. But yeah, that's like, to me, that's exciting. Geneticists, because most of my, you know, most of my favorite superheroes, it was a genetic thing, like that something that changed their genetic makeup that changed them into the superheroes, gave them superpowers. You know, X-Men was probably my favorite group. Um, I didn't like the Fantastic Four. I mean, every single one of them gets on my nerves except Rock Dude. But uh, even he's a little mean, but, you know, spiteful. But, I mean, he's a fucking rock. So, I mean, I don't think I'd be tickled pink either. How do rocks shit? Because he eats. And he can't, like, turn into you. I don't know. That, that, there's so many... Loop like plot line, plot line. I see, I can't talk. There's so many plot holes in the Fantastic Four story that I just I can't. I, I just don't. Physics is a thing. Genetics is a thing. Reality? No, that's why I like them. That's my break from reality comics. That's where I go. That's how I got my name, working with rabbit colors. My grandchildren called me Rabbit Granny. Oh, my goodness. That's so cool, Rabbit. <laughs> how did I not know this? Oh, my goodness. Uh, India becomes the fourth nation ever to land a spacecraft on the moon. The successful attempt comes days after Russia's failed lunar mission yeah because that that wasn't planned at all we go years and years and years with no moon landings and then we have russia fails and india made it though india landed they're like here look ah, i landed how difficult could it be if they're fucking landing on mars and shit Probably very, very, very difficult is the answer. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. I did I did put this topic all the way at um it's they it said India. So they might be saying in Pakistan, maybe it was a joint thing. It says India, but then again it's a very bad news source. Um, I put the self-worth, and this is very telling, <laughs> at the bottom of the list when I made it. And throughout the whole list, it kept, like, my head kept saying self-worth. You got to put self-worth. You got to put self-worth. You got to put self-esteem. Self-worth. Something shall put something about how you feel about yourself and how you allow others to feel about and treat you and i put self-worth at the very 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 end very end it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong elizabeth they're over there we're over here that's all right even though you're like over there over there you're like over and under and i'm like over and across but we're not near them that's my point so screw them it doesn't it doesn't matter um somebody landed on the moon Yay. Because we need more distractions, and now's the perfect time to do it. 
we're the aliens when they're doing these moon landings. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If there's so many, I mean, we're talking like we apparently have like boo aliens in this world. Like there's so many and all oh, there's pictures and pictures are always blurry. Always blurry. How can that be? Why is every single picture of Bigfoot or Nessie blurry? You want to convince me? Show me some eyes, man. Like, get a piece of fur. Have that shit, like, you know, what, what's that thing when they put it underneath the microscope? Oh, my God. What is it? <laughs> Analyze. Have it out. I forgot the word analyze because I don't like the word anal. I don't like the, the thing either, and I'll never do it. Uh, well, not to somebody else, maybe, but to myself, no. And to them only if they're an idiot and show up for their birthday. If you show up for your birthday, I'm going to hurt you. Shout out to the person that goes to. Uh, I feel myself all the time. Oh, you mean feel <laughs> Nobody at all. Uh, rabbit, that's so cool. I'm sure your research helped advance science. My first son was born with a lot of health problems, and we did genetic testing. His 23rd heavenly birthday is coming up. Oh, honey. I'm sorry, Anya. That hurt my heart. Um, the aliens are holidaying in Peru. Apparently. Apparently, they're just everywhere. I mean, what is this? We go 40. It's it's like the X is showing up. Ooh. Oh. What if my exes are really aliens in disguise? That would explain so much because they're just not human. They're just not. And they've been out of like the picture for years. And then all of a sudden in the last two weeks, they both pop up. Bad phrasing for the two of them, but it's probably accurate. What if they're aliens? Oh, and now they're like, oh, everybody knows. Let me go find a mate so I don't look, you know, like crazy or I don't stick out like an alien. Because damn it, if they're not all coming around like, hey, need help? Huh? I can move in and help. What? What's with that? I can move in and help you. No, you can't. You'd move in and hinder me. You would drive me insane. And both of them are attention hogs and they would be all up in this microphone. And it's like, no, 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 no. My house, my rules, my show. Welcome to my house. Buckle up tight. Ah, Christian Kane. I love him. Ball storm, hi, 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 hi. He has amazing siblings that keep hit that he keeps his eyes on. That's a really sweet way to look at it. I love you, Enya. Um, if you can't feel it, I'm hugging you so damn tight. Boobies galore. Uh, spelling bee champ. Not a nerd, though. Okay, maybe. Listen, I was honor society. Okay, National Honor Society. And that's what one of my exes used to call me. He'd be like, honor society, come over here and talk to me. 
<laughs> why why do you bring that up i was like 25 years old he was still calling me 20 yeah honest well he still calls me honor society to be fair um my first my research transferred i'm gonna try that sentence again one two three four <laughs> my research transferred into working with algae to make biofuels. Holy crap. Hmm. Algae to make biofuels. That's how many different kinds of algae are there? There must be like hundreds. Uh with bold pair, we could definitely get some smooches going. Smushes. <laughs> Smushes, smushes. Yep, yep, yep. It'd be like bounce, bounce, bounce. You go high, I'll go low. You could laugh, but women actually do that automatically. Like we'll look if somebody's with a big like chest, and we know we have a big chest. You approach them for hugs. You're like, okay, I'm going left, you're going right, and we kind of scissor our boobs. You know, it's like. Like one over one under you will like go you know cleavage to cleavage because it's just easier that way and now you're imagining scissoring you know pairs of boobs you're welcome one of them nhs <laughs> yes i still have my sash and everything i was in the who's who among american high school students book for like four years uh do -do -do Darn you, Matt Dillon. Elizabeth, I love your mind. I don't know where it goes, and I can't always follow it, but I love it. I love it. And yeah, I'm four foot eleven. <laughs> I'll always be low. You're fun sized, honey. Unless you're a midget. Listen, my I know people that are like four seven, four nine, and his guineas were short. Good morning, White Rabbit. Good morning, good morning, good day, merry sunshine. Um, the White Rabbit. Let me tell you something. Last night, you and Expert were so cute. And I, I was actually talking to somebody when I was watching the show, and I was like, look at them. I was like, I envy their marriage so much. I said, because they're like best friends. They're always together. They're always going on these little adventures and they make everything fun. Like I'm used to being with somebody who's like, if I'm like, oh, you want to go get like cookies today or whatever? There's that place. They'd be like, oh, no, you go bring me back a cookie. It was always that. It was always you go, you know, go with your girlfriend, go whatever. I want to play video games and just sit here and be a nudge. And they're just so cute because they, they come back. They're like, we went for cookies, y'all. She got this one and he got this one. And I love the expert is always so excited to share any news about the white rabbit. Because he's like, oh, we went for cookies. Her favorite was salted caramel. She loved it. Never mentions what he had. Like He's like, yeah, they were good. But he was like, but she loved the salted caramel. I was like, and that stayed with me because I was like, wow, he's more excited that she really enjoyed the cookie that they went to go get and that's not usual and actually white rabbit i'm gonna use you and the expert as my kind of 
go to come back to when I'm doing this self-work talk. Because that's what it looks like when two people find value, not just in each other, but in themselves. You know, they might have periods of tiny insecurities of self-doubt because everybody has them. Everybody hits those roadblocks where you're like, oh, you know, you're like, can I do this? Because you're not really sure, but then you have that that drive and hopefully that kind of a partner who goes, what? Yeah, of course you could do it. Like, what are you even stressing about? This is nothing. You got this. Like, please, like you're now you're being a baby. Like, go do it. And it's that kind of like, no, I have total faith in you. And why are you being silly kind of attitude that really you're like, oh, all right, well, let me go do this. <laughs> you know, you want to do it. And it's without that partner there to encourage you, or if you have a partner there who does not encourage you, your self-doubt will grow because your belief in your own worth diminishes. You know, you, you start to see everything as a little less shiny. You know, it's okay. Then you start to see other people and you're like, this is, you know, they're better than me at this. They're better at me in this. They have this. I want this. I've been working for this, but how come they got it? And that's how like self-worth can lead to fear, can lead to anxiety, can lead to jealousy, can lead to just very bad behaviors. Uh, do, 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 do. And um, I, I don't like to get behind and chat because they get, they get a little upset. And I'm like, what? Who's talking about what? Uh, I rabbit, hello, did you make it to town? Okay, so that's a side combo. She went to town. It was a long day. <laughs> Yesterday was a very long day all around for everybody. It just seemed to never uh, I love real love. Elizabeth, yes. And you can see it. There, there are couples that you can see they genuinely love one another. So it's like White Rabbit and Expert. Um, Nick and Lady Rackets, I don't care what anybody says about them. They genuinely love each other. Like they're in it to win it. Like that's it. It doesn't matter if you do this, I'm doing it too. We're doing it together. And that's the point. They stay together. They lean on each other. Uh, Joe and Lady Logic. I love Lady Logic. I've talked to her a couple times, like through chat or whatever. And oh, she was so sweet. I talked to her a lot when they were out in California, believe it or not. Um, but I paid for it because they're mostly super chats. But she was very responsive and she she was thorough in her answers like she's very conversational i i really liked her and i mean i know there's others out there there's other you know themes and other partners that i see you got valhalla with his lovely lady um i just i love that i do and it gives me hope because i i'm not going to do the whole complex self-worth thing i'm just going to tell you from my perspective Self-worth is probably the hardest thing to acquire. It's the hardest thing to believe in. And it's the hardest thing to hold on to. Because 
every piece of my self-worth feels like it's resting on a hill that's about to have a ma- major like mudslide. Like it, just, it, there's no stability there. There's no consistency. There's no permanence. But we're working on it. You know, every day I work on it. Every day I try to deal with a piece of my past so that I have less baggage and less baggage. You'll never convince me that I'm ever going to be in another relationship again because I just, I don't see what I bring as being positive for another person. It's positive for me because I do love my little responsibilities. But, you know, that would be very difficult for anybody else coming in. And I don't want to put them through that. I don't want to go through it. And I don't want my kids to go through it. Even though they're, like, grown. Katie's never leaving me. That's not going to happen. She's never leaving me. She is with me, friends to the end. She's my best friend. I mean, she's, you know, she needs me. and. I don't ever see her willingly leaving me. Um, Connor, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Connor will do. I hope that he matures and, you know, I tried to make a decent human being. He's got a good heart. I just don't know if he's ready for this world. I mean, hell, I don't know if I'm ready for this world. But, when I think about self-worth, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like, what value do I have? Like, what are my values, you know, that I bring to relationships, that I bring to the world? What cards do I have that I could put on the table and go, here you go. Yeah. This is me. You know, and be proud of it. I, I'm proud of who I am. I just, I love myself. <laughs> as often as I can, but no, I have love for myself. I do because I will not allow certain things anymore. You know, I will not allow a man to raise his hand to me. You raise your hand to me, you're gone. That's it. There is no do over. There is no second chance. If you hit me out of nowhere, like if I hit you, that's different. If I hit you and then you hit me back, that's, I can't, I can't hold that against you because that's me being an asshole. But if you just come out your face and hit me, we're done. You only get that one shot. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you hit me, you better hope that I stay down. Like you better knock me the fuck out and run because once I get up, Nothing will stop me from defending myself. If you're not there, it's fine. I'll just, I won't even probably retaliate. I just slammed the door. I slammed the door on you. You're dead to me. Anybody could ask my ex-husband. That's, I will not tolerate that. I will not. And it doesn't matter. the. I don't care if I just screwed your father. If you hit me, I mean, granted, if I screwed your father, I think the relationship's over anyway. But 
like if you hit me even for that, no, I'll forgive you, but you got to go. You got to go. There, there's nothing in my eyes that makes you redeemable. Uh, don't worry about it. You come first onward. Insomnia. I promise you can't take back if you're going to. Yeah. I want to be in love like that. I want to be in love like that. I promise you can't take back. If you're going to love me, I want to be loved like that. I love that song. Oh, yep. Daddy never gave mama a diamond ring. But mama never wanted for anything. Now, those are some lyrics. Uh, Shelly, this is a very important topic that should be taught at a young age. Yeah, it actually is. You, you don't settle for less than you deserve. But what you think you deserve is usually a lot different than what you actually deserve. And that goes in both directions. Uh, and yeah, my son-in-law took my daughter some Scentsy, Scentsy Wax and she said, oh, how, how did you know I love the smell? He told her when they were at the store, she smelled it and moaned, but they were broke. So he went back and bought it on payday, melted my heart. Oh, see, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Consideration, thoughtfulness. When you care about somebody, you notice everything. And you try to provide it for them without them asking. You know, because you want to be like hero. You want to be there. You want to be their hero, even for a moment. You know, it's not like you want to walk around like, hey, look at me. I'm great. No, no, no. <laughs> I was about to say, no capes, but I don't want to summon it. Um so, what was I saying? See, it throws me all off. Um, no, yeah, like consideration. If I can anticipate what somebody that I love wants, and I could do that for them without them having to think about it, to me, that's a double bonus because you're making them happy, but you're also relieving them of some of the, the responsibilities that are weighing them down. Like, you're not taking over, but you're providing what they need, so it's a lot easier for them. And I just, I'm, I'm that person. I want everybody to have what they want. Not just what they need, but what they want. And if I can do that, I do that. Uh, I know what you're saying. I really do. Yeah, it's... And you, you have a good son-in-law. So say we all. Yes, you do. T3 Harlem is never leaving me either. Yeah, no. Oh, I skipped this. T3, I'm getting fresh coffee while he makes his breakfast. Oh, yeah, said he only works two days. His confidence level's through the roof, though. Absolutely. I mean, that's the best. That really is. 357, you make me smile, Shelly. Oh, that's enough. Love you back. Oh, I love you guys. 57 you have been like <laughs> you're such a sweetie you always make me laugh always i love when you show up it's just like oh um 
So yeah, I'm I'm very fond of you. Ah, <laughs> uh, because you're just laced with innuendos and you know how to play the game. I love it. Uh, raise your hand to me. You're gone to the nearest day. You're going to the nearest day. Yeah, well, ER. I can't see. I, I can't read either, apparently. And you said, oh, I love you, Shelly. You're such a passionate, caring, passionate, as she means loud. Uh, <laughs> caring, smart, quick-witted person. You make my day when I get to visit with you and chat in the mornings. Oh, thank you. You guys are just full of compliments lately. And it, it's really, it, it's, it's amazing. I don't expect it. Uh, the White Rabbit. So many teenagers I work with struggle with self-worth. Mm-hmm. Self-worth is hard to obtain if you didn't have a good foundation growing up from somewhere. Parent, grandparent, church, teacher. Yep. Uh, Shelly Rabbit said, you bring love to us all. Love and debauchery, you know, because I got to keep a balance. Can't let you see, never let you see the, you know, squishy. You know, like the heart is, no, nobody gets to see that. Uh, thank you, Rabbit. They have their problems and are very young, but they got this. Goodness, goodness. Shelly knows. <laughs> Shelly knows. Uh, I love when people are like, I think you get me. Like, you really get me. I'm like, of course I do. My many personalities cover everything. Uh, I, I still tease G when she's like, you're great. I'm like, even though I have a strong personality, because that's what she put on my evaluation at the end of the year. She did not know how to describe me. And she was like, Shelly has a remarkably strong personality. <laughs> keeps me on my toes. Keeps me on schedule. And the kids adore her. I was like, out of that whole thing, three compliments. I said, what do you mean I got a strong personality? She said, I didn't want to say you're a loud, pushy bitch on there. So you have a strong personality. She was like, you notice whenever something has to get done, we do it your way. Yeah, that's the right way. Like, <laughs> that's, I don't understand your thinking. Why would you do it any other way? That doesn't make sense. You do it the efficient way, my way. Uh, I shouldn't call it. Um, do, 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 do. Knows if someone hits me, they make it count or they're going to get hurt. Yeah, rabbit. Rabbit's the badass. You're the bamf. Badass motherfucker. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. I'm back. Stop chat. Hey, lass. The uh, white rabbit. Yes, indeed. My boy is autistic and I asked him why he took this job. And he said he's tired of folks saying they can't find a job. Said people don't want to work. They just want money. And that's so true. Everybody's like, oh, I don't want that. Oh, that's like, no, I'd get sweaty. When did it become illegal for anybody in the world to sweat? Like, it, is it a sign of poverty now? It used to be a sign of, uh, I don't know, integrity and hard work. And now it's like, oh, he's sweaty. He must be like poor or something. Fuck you. <laughs> you know that guy who built your house? He was sweaty. Well, he was into construction. Yep. How many hundreds of thousands did you pay him for that house? And he's the jerk? Please. Like, <laughs> no. And I bet you his house is nicer than the one he built for you. I wonder how, how long it's going to be before you figure out if you turn on the hot water, the, you know, like, lights come on. 
Because that's what I'd do to your ass. Uh, E3, too late, Kazoo. We already know you. I know. I know. And then I go through my, like, creative periods where I have to, like, just disappear because I'm overwhelmed. Uh, how close do you think we are to growing, like, say, new teeth and hair cells? Oh, Rabbit, that's a good question for Rabbit. The White Rabbit at Suzanne. I love that. You're a good mama. Yep. Yep. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Uh, tradies are hot. What the hell's a tradie? Oh, gee, they're real. Already growing skin for grass. You burn. Oh. Yeah, I heard that they do that. T3, he looked cute in his hair net and gloves and white lab coat. Punching the time clock. Is he working for the butcher? Like, where's he working? Hey, Amber. I love you. Good. Good. Um, I don't want to say. <laughs> good day to you. Good day to you. Top of the morning to you. See, that's just different. It was in English. I'm Irish. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Self word. So yeah, what what the right what I can't what the white rabbit said. <laughs> I don't know why I can't talk today. Oh fuck my life. For those of you who are just tuning in, if you want like the hardest laugh of the day you're probably gonna have, you could listen to the very, very beginning, first five minutes of this podcast where I Correct Caitlin, who tells me it's Wednesday when I'm like, no, it's Monday. And then because I was talking about it being Monday, I was convinced, convinced, even talking about how, yeah, it feels like a typical Monday because it does. And then she was like, wait, it's Wednesday. I was like, no, it's. Oh, I was like, oh my God, it actually is. Well, I was going like, <clears throat> I was completely out of it. And just the way it happened because it was. Such a shock to me <laughs> that I absolutely I lost it. I could not stop laughing. Could not stop laughing. Oh my god! It was because I was and I even was looking at the calendar, and I'm in the the date is in the middle of the fucking thing, and I'm still saying Monday, 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 Monday. <laughs> I hate Mondays. Oh, God, <laughs> it's still funny. See, now if I had no self worth, if I had no self esteem, well, then that would have bothered me. But no, it's fucking funny. I hate that you were having a hard day, but so glad you had a good time at trivia. Thank you for sharing. Makes me smile. Aw, thank you. I yeah, I I had a wonderful time at trivia, and I think I replayed what you said about six or seven times because I was crying um, when you said that, you know, that's what you were listening to and it was a comfort to you because that's, that's all that this is intended to do. This is not intended to solve the world's problems. It's intended to talk about things that, you know, are fun, things that are hard to talk about, 
things that, you know, people have a hard time believing. And all I want is for you guys to just have a moment of peace or, like you said, comfort or laughter. Because it's really hard. The, the days weigh on you. They do. They build up and they weigh on you. And you just need to have some of that taken away once in a while so you can catch a breath. You know, you can rally. Because we all, you know, we all rally. You get to that point where you're like, I got nothing left to give. And then somebody needs you and you're like, just give me a second. Okay. What do you need? What can I do for you? <laughs> like when I say it like that, that means I'm going to do whatever you need, but I'm letting you know I'm, I'm done. Like for the day, stick a fork in me. I'm done. What can I do for you? It's very like, what the fuck do you want from me now? You cannot get blood from a stone. Like, stop. And then I'm a stone that bleeds because I give them what they need. It's like, all right, I have no energy to even blink. But yeah, I can do that for you. And it, I know a lot of people aren't like that. A lot of people are like, no, I'm tired. I'm not doing it. I'm going to bed. And they just go to bed. I don't know how they do it. If I say no, I'm tired and I go to bed, I will lay there for hours, far longer than it would have taken me to do whatever the person needed me to do. Sitting, I would lay there for hours and hours and hours just being like, you're a horrible person. Why would you say no? It would have taken you a couple minutes. Why'd you have to be such a bitch? You know, they don't like asking for help. And you said, no, don't you feel bad? And that's my brain. Along with all the other things going, I have that new thread running through my brain loud as hell going, you're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. And the guilt is ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Um, and then I wind up getting up and doing the thing that I should have done four hours before when I was, you know, still mostly awake. And now I'm going to do that thing. I'm still aggravated with myself that I said no. Now I'm aggravated that I went back and guilted myself into doing the damn thing. And now I haven't slept all night. so And that's where I get myself. So that's why I lose sleep. It's not so much insomnia as um, stupid omnia. Like, I just, I have stupid thoughts. Stupid, stupid thoughts that never shut the fuck up. But yeah, no, what Rabbit said, she had said that it was comforting. And I cried. And that you were like, I didn't mean to make you cry. But it was, it was that cry of, oh, wow, like, okay, like, I didn't expect that. And I'm so happy that I can make one person just feel a little bit better when they were feeling really bad. You know, because it's easy to make somebody, you know, like, laugh when they're already in a good mood. But I, I like to do that. Oh, my God. They're like, if I see somebody who's really low, I have to make them smile. I have to. I will not give up. I will do the stupidest shit. I will I will hit on them in the most outrageous, flamboyant, like overly dramatic way, just so that they, you know, they laugh. I will say completely inappropriate things just so they laugh. You know, like it I know what sadness is. 
I, I know what it is to always have to smile. And it's really, really hard to smile sometimes. I can do that thing where I can smile on the outside and be completely obliterated on the inside. Because I've learned to do that over the years. You learn to do the tap dance, you know. It's just like, it's the, you know, dog and pony show. I'm good at it. I've been doing it since I was, shit, old enough to walk. But I'm just going to read chat real quick. Uh, thank you so much for Tuesday trivia. I was in a foul mode till trivia. And it was my highest score yet. Yeah, lady, you were second, right? I remember you came in second. I was like, oh, but I mean, I, I can't fault Miami Spice. I love my Miami. Um, I love, was it Miami that won or wait, was it Texas Gen? Who won? Was it Texas Gen or Miami? God damn it. I don't remember shit. But I remember I was very happy with who won. And then I saw that lady was too. And I was like, oh, I was just happy that I beat, you know, like a couple. Fox. I could say nothing else. Oh, you know, carpenters, plumbers. I do love a man in a tool belt. Good God, ladies. Don't even try to tell me that seeing a man in a tool belt working on your stuff, like on your house is not a turn on when it's your man. I mean, or if you're single and he's a good looking man, you look and you're just like, damn, like their hotness goes up by like 25, 30% instantly. Ridiculous. Ah, oh, God. I see a guy like with a freaking like, a, like a power tool or whatever. And they're just like with the goggles on. They're like, I look so stupid. I got sawdust in my hair. I got goggles on. She must think I'm such a dark. I'm just sitting there going, dear God, I want to lick him clean. Like, it's just like, oh, oh. like, I wonder what I could do with him. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see his hammer. Like, it's, yeah, that's just, mm. there's a guy I had a crush on. Um, I was about 20, I think. No, I, didn't, I was 19 or 20. And I had such a crush on him. And I, I never said anything because it was just like, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Um, we just were too different and he was very, very shy, but he, like, he was one of those guys who doesn't know he's like ridiculously good looking. And I don't know where the hell we were in somebody's house and I heard somebody like hammering and I was like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, oh, we're getting new whatever's put in. So I went to go look and it was him and he was in a tool belt and I was like, oh, good God. And I think what I said was, oh, what? Like, really? I was just like, oh, like, like, I feel that everywhere. Holy crap. But yeah, so I mean, the tool belt makes a difference. Side note, yeah, I totally made out with him. But <laughs> that's just how it went. He saw the appreciation. He was like, come here. I pushed my friend right out of the room. I was like, here I am. What you going to do? What you going to do, big boy? Let's go. I'm only shy in the first, like, minute. Once I know we're going to kiss, I'm not shy anymore. I'm like, ah, playtime. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I, don't, I don't do shy once I know it's, you know, 
actually on the menu. Ah, uh, no, he's packing flaxseed. Oh, for a nutritional place that ships products to Indonesia. Wow. All right. That's a nice smelling job, too. I, but I don't know, flaxseed. I think it would drive me crazy to work with any kind of seed because it gets everywhere. It'd be like working with sand. Honorable job, but it would drive me crazy. I'd be like, look at all the sand. It, just, it would just never stop falling. It's like sugar. How come there's no openings in the bag of sugar, but no matter what you do with it, you leave a trail of sugar behind, but you can't find where the hell it's coming from. Just can't. Just makes its way out. Amberelle, hello. Another manic Monday. <laughs> Every day is manic when it comes to me. No, I'm not bipolar. I swear my mommy had me tested. Uh, yeah, we did that. Gee, they grew an ear in a person. They grew an ear in a person's arm for her transplant? In it? How do you grow an ear in an arm? That's weird. I mean, fascinating, but weird. Huh. I demand a redraw. I said, <laughs> I said three to that. I think Matt Dillon was hot and counted toward the next question. <laughs> It was so much fun last night. And he went so fast. I was like, I looked up and I was like, seven questions. I mean, oh, there's 23 more and I already suck. And then I looked up again and it was like 29. I was like, oh shit, we're done? Like, what happened? Hasn't even been like a half an hour. That shit went quick. Amber else said, I know today is Wednesday because it's my work from home day. Ooh, it's your work from home day. I love that. I love that. I love that. Maybe if you stick around, I can get you to jump on and maybe do a song. But I really want to talk about self-worth. So maybe you want to come on for that, too. Um, hey, Rabbit. Hey, everybody. 357. This is my therapy. I need to pay Shelly for this. I mean, this... This was what my therapy really was. I mean, this is what it was supposed to be for me. Because as much as I can admit things, and I mean, my, my shrink and my therapist say I'm very good at, you know, accountability and self-awareness, but I have a very hard time not reliving things. Because the way my memory works is everything is a movie. It replays, but it replays with touch and sound and smell. And I remember the feelings. So it's not that I'm watching something that's evoking feelings. It's I'm watching me as I'm feeling those feelings and I'm still feeling them. So it's like I relive that moment. It's brand new every time. And that's why things hit me so hard. I don't have that distance that I used to have. I, I used to surround myself in nothing but walls, just walls, walls, walls. I didn't let anybody in. I, I couldn't. I couldn't trust anybody. And I believe that I was so broken and so damaged and so sullied 
that it was just better if I just kept me away from people. Like I would never, I was like, I will, I'll never fall in love with somebody like that. I'm going to really give myself to because I, I didn't want that. I didn't want that vulnerability. I did not want to get hurt again. And I didn't think I deserved it. You know, it's when I went dark mode last night, but still light. Thanks, Shelly. 357. We all go dark sometimes. And sometimes you need that. You need the contrast. You know, when I'm at my lowest, I'm so thankful for the people that follow me and make sure they still hold on to some part of me so they could pull me out. You know, the, they know how to make me smile. They know how to make me laugh. And they do it. They put forth the effort. They don't want me to languish in that dark place. The same way I don't want you to stay in that dark place. But in order for you to really appreciate what you have, sometimes you have to go there. You know, sometimes you have to test yourself almost and be like, all right, like I'm this low. But why? I have this. I have that. I have that. And all those things that you're telling yourself, you know, stupid, you have all this stuff. That's what pulls you out. They come up, they show up, and they're like, hey, love you. Let's go. Elizabeth, um, talking trash and truth. You're so lovely and raw with your emotions. I, thank you. <laughs> um, Robert, I don't know how to... I don't know how to not be raw with with my emotions other than complete withdrawal. And I can't do that. That was the whole purpose of my YouTube channel at first was to hold myself emotionally accountable to say out loud the things that I don't like to say. Do uh, To be able to say, okay, I'm getting to a point where all the fucks are going to be gone and I don't know that I'll wake up tomorrow. That's what I came here for. To be able to say that and know that somebody is listening and somebody's going to say, no, 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 there's no, we're going to talk, we're going to whatever. Because Sometimes in real life, in the 3D world, there are not people available to pull you back into that I want to live kind of, you know, mentality. And it's super, super isolating and it makes you feel even lonelier. But when you're a part of the YouTube community, you meet people who just, they get invested in you they, and you don't even realize it. And they watch you and you don't even realize it. And they're is you bring them some type of emotion that benefits them. You know, you bring them either clarity or peace or excitement or laughter or comfort, solace, all sorts of things you could bring to all different people. Because I've had a dozen different people tell me a dozen different things that they find, you know, like endearing in me, that, that they find so attractive that they keep coming back. 
sometimes it's my vulgarity, which is why it doesn't go away. Because even though some people don't like it, some people live for it. It's the only thing that gets through to them because that's their comfort. That reminds them of things. And it also gives them permission to let go. See, my behavior on here dictates how you feel you're allowed to act when you're here. So you can cut up a little bit here. You can let go. You could be angry. You could be sad. You could be depressed. You could be, you know, like self-deleting in that kind of mode. You could be any emotion you want. I'm going to say, what's going on? Somebody here is going to get a, an inkling and go, hey, you all right? You want to talk? We can go, you know, go into Discord. We can go here. We can, you know, whatever. Go on Twitter. You want to go, you know, DM me, like reach out, something. There's a whole world through YouTube that can help you. And you don't feel so alone. You know, you throw the hook out there in the real world. You're not always going to get a bite. People are busy. Not that we're not busy, but we're busy being in tune with one another. You have groups where I guarantee every one of you has a group where you can tell this person's strength is this, this person's strength is that, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're like this, they're like that. You know their life stories, you know their emotions, you know, I know you guys know the tones that the creators have. You can tell if I was sleepy, if I'm angry, and that I can keep it as even as I possibly can. But you guys have listened to me long enough that you can hear the, the warning bells. Like you hear when they're, I've had people be like, I heard them say that. And I was like, oh no. Like they, oh, she's gonna explode. Like, and I think it's funny because you guys probably know more about me than you know about half the people in your real life. Like you're probably more in tune with what goes on in my mind and my emotional state. And you're probably better predictors of what I'm going to do and say than the people in my life or other people in your life. And it's just, it's funny that this is where we come and learn the most about each other. And you see things in people that you don't really see in the 3D world because you don't really have time to look. Everybody's in a rush and it's harder to admit things to people face to face sometimes. Like it's a lot harder to say, hey, you know, I really, I admire the way you do this and you really, you bring me joy. They'll look at you like, number one, you crazy. Like, why are you talking like this? Or they'll look at you like, oh, wow, um, that's really sweet, but I don't really know what to say to that. Like, <laughs> that. They get uncomfortable. It makes it awkward. It's different on here. I could tell you guys anything. And the fucked up part is when I tell you it's alive out there forever. Forever. There are things that I have said that I'm like, why did you say that? Like you, you just gave somebody such a weapon against you because it's, it's easy to hurt me. I've told you where all my, my ouchies are, you know, I've told you where the, the unhealed wounds are. 
I've, I've told you how to hurt me. I taught you. Stop calling me out, woman. Never, ever, ever. I'm never going to stop calling you out. I love you. And yeah, I don't remember ever making that Tumble account. I don't recognize the name, but okay. The Rumble account? <laughs> I That's my Rumble account. Yeah, talking trash and truths. It's everywhere. It's just sometimes the end is different. Sometimes it's a symbol. Sometimes it's an N. Rumble. Yeah, I, I like Rumble. I, I want to start streaming to Rumble, but I have like no following. I think I have, well, I know I have enough um, followers to do a live stream. But you got to figure things out. I don't know. Winning will show me. Winning's always willing to teach me to do stuff. It's like, all right, this, go into YouTube, do this. Da, 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 da. Okay. And I love to learn. I love, he's a good teacher. And he teaches me the way I like to be taught. Like, very conversational. I don't like when people are snappish when they're trying to teach you something i clicked the link thinking i'd make a rumble account but there was one saved in the login oh there you go huh. i've done that i'm like oh i'm new to this no i'm not new okay i've never been on was this called something else like and then i'm like oh i'm on here but i never use it that's why self-worth is tricky self-esteem is tricky you're your self-value is tricky because it's not, it's like the stock market. You never really know what um, is going to affect it. And yeah, I was only following rackets. <laughs> uh, I don't follow many people on, on Rumble at all. I follow like redacted rackets, winning um, Viva. Uh, Russell, do I follow? Yeah, Russell Brand. Um, Grim. Uh, I don't know. There's a whole list. But Rackets is at the top. It's, it's all the green men. It's Rackets and winning. I was like, all right. Did you guys see the clip from Monday? See, now I know it's Wednesday because we had a clip on Monday. T-Rex trucking and more was a dead man. <laughs> he actually clipped that thing. Like he said he was going to, I thought he was freaking joking. When he was like, ah, go ahead, do the Nick thing. And I was like, yeah, hi, I'm Nick Ricada of Ricada Law, small lawyer firm in central Minnesota. And I'm a wise ass and blah, 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 blah. And he clipped it. And he posted it. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, I was like, that's fine. I went and I, I copied it and I sent it to Nick. He was driving. But I was like, when you're done driving, watch it. He was like, I'm confused. Did they think you're me? I was like, no. He was like, wait, I got to listen to it. I was like, all right. But um, yeah, no, it was. It's just funny. Because he was he was so like. I know he was thinking Shelly's going to kill me. I just thought it was funny. I I was a little taken aback, but yeah, I thought it was funny. I got quite a few views on it too, which I thought was odd. Um, I got to light a cigarette, guys. I hate to say it, but uh, wait, child, what happened? She actually started washing the dishes. 
I believe so, yes. All right, well, I'm live. Okay, I'm live. Can you say please? Thank you. They're not getting along. <laughs> this week. This week, I'm going to put my head through a wall. Through a wall. Through a wall. Mm. I have been going back and forth between the actual cigarette and the, the vape. Because I can't do the cold turkey thing. It gives me a headache. And I don't want to. I mean, let's be honest. I just don't want to. I don't give a fuck. Um, it's funny because I found myself worth has been realized through other people. I've gotten to a point where I see it as a matter of fact through popular opinion. Yeah, Amber, and that's the thing. And that's because I do the same thing. Like, I always say, oh, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. And in the end, I don't. But that first initial slam always hits home. It always makes a dent. And it's very, very easy to reduce me to tears. But I don't stay that way for long. People forget that. They're like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this there. I'm going to do that there. Because then I, I'm upset. Yeah, but what am I after? That's the question. What am I after? After I'm done crying? After I'm done feeling like, sensitive because people that I loved hurt me when I'm done and you hurt me enough that I got no love left for you what comes next I know I don't think you do though you should think about it when people come at me, they really should think about what I'm going to do once I'm over being hurt. Because I can be a complete see you next Tuesday with psychotic tendencies. And I don't know what boundaries are. So I would worry. I would worry. But I wouldn't worry right now because I'm still in my hurt feelings. I don't like to do things in a rush always best served cold sometimes it's like it went to the fucking antarctic but i always win that's okay i come out on top i like it on top giddy up giddy up giddy up do, 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 do. save a horse ride a cowboy ah ride him backwards that's always fun uh, do, 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 do. i have though in most of my life worried about what my self-worth was based on my usefulness to others. That was my problem. It's still my problem. I don't work well with others. <laughs> I just don't because I just like doing things my way. You know, I'm, I tend to cut, cut steps out if I can. And I hate holding somebody's hand to, like go through something that's why group projects are just not for me because i'm like i'm gonna bring all this what the hell are you bringing nothing so basically i'm doing it 
okay, word. Like, just tell me from the jump that I'm the one that's doing this project for all of us and it'll get done. But don't like, oh, no, I want to be part. Don't lie to me. You don't want to be part. Just be upfront with me. We'll work it out. Um, and that's how it always was. Like, when I was young, I, I got really tired really quickly of trying to slow down so that other people could catch up. You know, I got real tired of breaking things down so other people could understand. And I got really, really tired of saying things and they'd be like, no, that's not possible. And it, to me, it was so obvious. And they would be like, no, you're seeing things. You're, you're paranoid. Like you imagine that. And then I'm right. So far, I have called it on every person that turned out fucked up on here. Every one of them. I don't know what, what, like I'll, will me and everybody's like, this person is grumbling. I don't know. I just, mm. No, I got a weird feeling. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be friends with them. I'll be nice to them, but I don't want to get close to them. And most of the time at the end, I'm like, told you, I told you, but I never saw it coming. I did. I don't trust sweet people. When they're outright sweet and pretend like they don't have any kind of darkness and no fucking edge and that, oh, no, I'd never, ever have a pitiful, you know, like a petty thought or whatever. You lying motherfucker. Like I would rather somebody be like, you know what? I am 75% great and 25% fucked up. And I curse a lot and I say what I think. And if you don't like it, you can shove it. I like people like that. They're genuine. We're going to talk about that on Friday. Friday's topic, just so you know, is authenticity. You know, and something else. I forget what the fuck it was. <laughs> but it's like, it's about authenticity and, and you know, fakeness. Like, how to see the difference and whatever. And how important it is, no matter what you do, to be your authentic self. Because it's very, very difficult to maintain a fake personality a fake life a fake you know narrative because it doesn't mean to you what something real would it's not imprinting on you your imagination is making it up and what do our imaginations do you know why it's so hard to stick to a story that you made up because your imagination once you say hey this belongs to you it's going to constantly change it because that's what imaginations do Amber, I'm 100% fucked up and I'm not afraid to admit it. No, I mean, and why should you be? Because somebody out there loves you, even though you think, and maybe they think you're fucked up. But they look at you and see you with this loving kind of lens and you look at you and don't. See, somewhere along the line, people like us, like Amber and I and, you know, many others. Um, we, we got that loving, self, you know, aware lens shattered when we were probably very little. Um, in my experience, I was, I was born really tiny. I was in an incubator for a week. And people laugh when I say, you know, I, I didn't experience human touch for a week. Like I didn't, I didn't get the, you know, wrap me in a blanket and rock me in a chair. I didn't get somebody holding a bottle for me. I didn't even get a pacifier. 
Like they tried and they said, yeah, you were just, you were too little. It was bigger than my face. I was four pounds. You know, 1974, four pounds was not good. Like <laughs> they did not think you were going to live. And I did, but I got fed through a tube in my nose for the first seven days. I didn't get to suckle, which is why I'm morally fixated as an adult. I mean, growing up, I always was like, I want lollipops. I want that. It, and it really is a fundamental need. It's a fundamental need. There, I will chew on the, my nails, even though I hate it. I usually don't bite my nails, but I'll be like, mm -hmm. I just like kind of, you know, go from tooth to tooth to tooth to tooth, tooth and back again. Um, just to keep my mouth engaged. And I know there's a lot of jokes out there. Melissa D, hey. Melissa D said, I didn't see you sneak in. Were you lurking? It's all right. We love lurkers. Rabbit calls them all out. Um, my daughter was in the NICU for six weeks, two pounds, 11 ounces. Yeah, and I, I know that that's, oh my God, I've had friends that did that. My niece, Miracle, was in the NICU. We were all just, oh. And most of my students you know, they were special needs. A lot of them were were in the NICU. She's 29 years old now and doing six weeks at the boy. Congratulations. Oh, the, you're going to be a grandma. Yay. Aw, that's so sweet. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. I love babies. Pregnancy and babies, that's everything in life. It really is. If I had a wish, I would want to be 32 my entire life. Just to have that body, that, you know, like health status, because I was super healthy. And just to be able to just have baby, 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 baby. Because I would just, I would have to buy new uteruses every like couple of years. I would be like, can I have a uterus transplant, please? Like, I need a new one. This one's wore out. Shit, this this kid tried to crawl out through my rib cage. Like, no, no. Because apparently the light was showing on the other side, too. Wind up with, like, holes in your uterus because, oh, they just wore that shit out. But no, I've, I would. I would have tons of babies. Babies. Oh. Amber, I want more. I want all the babies. Yes, I love all the babies. All the babies. And Melissa, you should be excited. Oh, my God. Is there anything better than a baby? I mean, really. When you pick them up and they're so tiny and they have that wonderful smell. And then, you know, they move and that. I love when they smile in their sleep. Oh, my God. I'm like, what are you dreaming? Dreaming about baby. <laughs> Six said Jeebus. Listen, you don't know how amazing it is to have this person that you're you're literally making a person. You're making a life. You know, it starts out as just a couple cells. And then you have like movement and you feel the kick. And it's just like, oh, my God, I remember the first kick for both of them. And I, Katie, I was just like, oh, 
like I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh my God, something happened. What was that? <gasps> oh my God, the baby kid. And then like I had like 12 people on my stomach. I was like, okay, not for nothing. I'm feeling a little claustrophobic. Back up. Like, <laughs> I don't know that she's gonna do it again. Of course the bitch did. So it was like ugh. I mean, I learned that first month everybody felt a right to my stomach. Everybody had a right to touch me. I was like, why no? Like strangers on the street would just come up and put their hands on my stomach. And I just look at them like, can I help you? Like, why are you touching me? I'm pregnant, but I'll still I'll fight you. Rabbit, I have six grandchildren and three and a half great grandchildren. The half is doing fabulous. I'm like, God, that's awesome. Congratulations. Oh, you know your great grandkids. That's awesome. I'm I'm very lucky that I knew all four of um my great grandparents on my mother's side. Um I didn't get to meet any of the ones on my father's side, which is fine, but on my mother's side, I got to spend years with my great-grandmothers. And I only got to spend the first year of life with my great-grandfathers because they were both, you know, very old. They were <laughs> they were war-torn gentlemen. They had both served in uh, World War I for the United States. They had literally just landed here. And they went and they got their paperwork and signed up. My bubba nun used to tell the story and that got the story got handed down. And he'd say, you know, he said, I, I left Italy because of the war and, you know, I wanted opportunity and I wanted a family and Italy was so poor. And I come to America. The first thing they say is we're at war. Time to go. <laughs> he said, I come off the boat. I get right back on the boat. He said, but I was off the boat long enough to marry your, your great-grandmother. Like, he tells that story. He was off the boat long enough to marry Anna and to get her pregnant with my, uh, with my grandmother. And then he came home on leave. Um, but after, like, boot camp and all that, because he had to go through some kind of training. And it was, it was, like, very, it was a long time. Not like now. they like, okay, six weeks and you go. And they had troops that were there for months. And he got stationed, I think, for like six months here. Because there was like a transition or whatever. But he was here. And he didn't get to be there when my grandmother was born. And my grandmother was born in the house. They didn't go to hospitals. Uh, my grandmother was born in the house. And then a year later, my Uncle Pat was born like a week shy of my grandmother's birthday. I was like, oh, they were busy. Like, busy, busy beavers. But yeah, he was only home for like a day or two. And he was like, wow, the fertility. I know where I got it from. Because then she had my Uncle Pat a year after that. So it was like, okay. Um, then she had three more girls as soon as he came home from the war. Boom, boom, boom. Every year. Boom, boom, boom. And then just nothing. And it was like, what happened? She just never got pregnant again. She just, with my Aunt Lee, it just stopped. Like, she was like, I I kept getting my friends, because that's what we call it, uh, your period. And she's like, I kept getting my friend, but nothing. And we tried. <laughs> I didn't understand at the time, because I was like, oh, I figured out oh, they kept trying to make a baby. And 
to me, making a baby, you ate watermelon seeds. I knew nothing. I knew nothing. Nothing. And I thought you drink, you ate watermelon seeds and it got you pregnant. But she, she didn't have any babies after that. It was the weirdest thing. Because they're all born within eight years, nine years. Just like, what the fuck? And then nothing. And she was young when she got married. I think she was 16. Maybe 15, I think. No, she she met him when she was 15. And I mean, he was only 18. But I mean, he came over here. The, as soon as he came over, they were like, here, sign here, sign here, sign here. Put a gun in his hands and go. Like, he was just like. And he used to say, um, he used to sing this song. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. My wife, she. No, hooray. Hooray. My wife, she going away. She's going away to far country. Da, 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 da. Away, away, away. And it wasn't a real song, but he used to sing it all the time. And I remembered it. Even though he died when I was a year old. I he, I was like maybe 16 months old. And I was singing the song, the song one day. And my mother goes, where'd you hear that song? I said, I don't know. I said, it's been in my head for years. She said, wait, let me get your grandmother. She goes, mommy, come here. My grandmother comes in, what? Michelle, sing this song. And I sang it. And my grandma said, who told you that song? I said, I don't know. It's been rattling around in my head for years. I sing it all the time. I've never heard you sing that song. Who told you about that song? I was like, is it a big freaking deal? Like, what's going on? My father used to sing that song to my mother to get her in a good mood to joke around, to tease her. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Where's it from? She was like, no, he he sang that. That was his song. She was like, I know he took parts of it from somewhere, but like that was his. He changed the words and everything. And you're singing his song. And I and she said, I knew you heard it like a lot because he used to sing it to you when you were babies. But I didn't realize you remembered it. It was just something I don't remember anything else about him. I don't remember anything. I know the stories they told me. I know that. Um, my great-grandfather across the street couldn't walk. Hadn't walked in like forever because he had gout and everything else. And I was born and he, he was very attentive to me, you know, but we were all at my grandmother's house apparently and he was in his chair, like, you know, in his wheelchair and he was very depressed and apparently I got up, like I pulled up something and I started like cruising like I did and then I just I walked I just turned away from the sofa and I walked like five steps and then boom on my ass and my mother got me up again because everybody was like holding their breath and I walked again and I boom and then I walked to him and she said I kept smacking his knees with my hands because I wanted attention and he was so busy, like, being gobsmacked that I was walking that he said he wanted to get up. And he did. And he, that was the last time he walked in his life. But he wanted to walk me. And he held, he let me hold his finger, they said. And he just kind of waddled a couple steps. And he was like, okay, that's, I, 
that's enough. I, I'm glad I did. Like, I'm glad I did that. But he said it like in Italian. And it, 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 everything is much nicer in Italian. It really is. Oh, it just, it just is. But yeah, so that that's my memory from him. But I love that I got to spend time with my great grandparents. I mean, my mama nun taught me my Italian. You know, she taught me sarcasm. God, she was sarcastic. Um, she taught me how to cook. You know, it was just little things here and there. I have some of her recipes that when I make them, I'm instantly comforted. And it has nothing to do with the deliciousness or the consistency. It has to do with it brings me right back to her. And the fact that she never, ever was angry with me. She didn't do anger that much. I mean, she'd do aggravation, but angry, like angry, never. She, she was, she was a face cupper. You know, those, those people who they, they reach out, they touch your face and they just kind of like put that, they cup their hand either under your jawline or like under your chin. And they look at you and they give you like that deep look. That's what she used to do. And she would smile when she did that. And her hands were so soft and so warm. And it was just like, as soon as she did that, I would get this sense of just calm. Because I was a very nervous child. I mean, living with my father was not good for the nerves. I mean, you never knew what the man was going to do. And she, she had that way of just, she would cup your face. And look at you and everything was okay. Everything was okay. 357, no touchy. No, but she was, I mean, this woman was born in like, what, 19, uh, 1894, I want to say. I think it was 1894. You know, so yeah, it's, she just had a way about her. She was just very... She was my, my violin solo. She was that part of the song where it just, mm, mm, that part where it's just like, you're just kind of floaty and good and whatever. That's what she used to bring out in me. I met people who are nothing but guitar riffs. They're simple and they're just the scale. and you think they're more and all they really are is just noise because it's loud and you don't realize it's bad because it's so loud. You just figure it's just loud. So yeah, you're great for loudness. Uh, Rabbit, I've been thinking about doing a Discord cookbook site. You totally should and you should have a paywall to share the favorite family recipes. You absolutely should have a paywall. Screw that. You got expenses and we would all pay it. I would love a rabbit cookbook. As long as I don't have to cook any rabbit. I wouldn't know where to get one anymore. I, I really wouldn't. We don't have poultry stores. That's where we used to get the rabbit. The poultry store. That's where you got the dove. Where you got the quail. <laughs> That's where you get anything. Um, we get back to back to this whole self-worth thing. Yeah, mine people laugh, but it my 
my deficiency, I guess, began the moment I was born, you know, because I, I didn't get that motherly love. My mother went home the same day she had me. She had me at like 8.56 in the morning and she was home by the afternoon. I didn't go home for a week. And shocker, you all, most of you were around when I was in the hospital this time. I was in the hospital for two weeks this time. She came the first day to drop off my laptop. And the second day, the second time was to pick me up to take me home because I told her she had to. She was thinking about not doing it. But like they didn't, they didn't visit me when I was in the hospital. Never. When I was a baby in that incubator where nobody got to touch me because 1974, there was no like, oh, yeah, take her out in a you know clean room. No, there was no holding. I was in a plexiglass, I guess, kind of incubator. The only thing that touched me were gloves. And that was just, you know, to change my feeding tube or whatever. I have pictures. They took pictures. The nurses were very nice. I have Polaroids. That's what I have. That's it. From that first week. She didn't come see me because my father was more important. You know, my father, he took precedent. Melissa, my daughter had an IV in her ankle. Yeah, I had tubes everywhere, everywhere. But for seven days, like people are like, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It really is. Because I started out in life knowing that I wasn't going to get affection. I was on my own. You know, that's a bitch. When you look back and you're like, wow, I've been on my own literally since I was born. Nurses are the real heroes. They really are. Because when I was born, I was blue. I was four pounds, not breathing, no heartbeat, blue as could be, and covered in dark hair. Because I was not, you know, getting what I needed. I had a dead twin in there with me. By all rights, I should have been, you know, well, I mean, I was. By all rights. I was born dead. And that nurse would not give up. She would not get, she didn't give a fuck that she was getting nasty stuff in her mouth or whatever. She just kept giving me CPR until she got my heart to start and I cried. And they said it was just like this little like bird-like cry. You could barely hear it, but it was the best sound that nurse said she ever heard because she felt horrible. Like she, she just had to save me. Because I was moving right before she gave birth. And then I was just not there. And she did. She, she brought me back. You would think somebody would be more attached to me. No. No. <laughs> You're fine. And yeah, I'm back uh, work. And then said, hey, to Uncivil's chat. Ah, when I catch him, it's usually evenings. Interacting with his chat brings my angry troll eater out. Yeah, no, I know. 
I've been there. Yeah. You're not alone now and never will be again. Thank you, Amber. Thank you. Very sweet. Melissa, the uncivil, because <laughs> I see the cowboy. Grab it. I would love that. The cookbook site. We all would. Oh, my God. You totally should. You totally should. 357. My baby boy was C-section complications. I had to follow the ambulance for an hour to the NICU unit. Nurses kept me sane. So helpless watching your little one like that. It is. It is. When um, Connor had his croup at um, four months old. Oh, my God. I'm not. I'm sorry. Not four months. He was two months when he got it because it was January. And I was just like, I, I've never, ever been that terrified in my life. Because, I mean, Katie had sicknesses and everything, and I always I always did what I had to do, but I was young, so the impact wasn't, like, fully developed there. Like, I, I didn't always know what was going to happen. But by the time I had Connor, I was well aware of infant mortalities and complications and breathing issues. And I, I was aware of what could happen if, you know, he didn't get oxygen his brain at the right amount of time if he got dehydrated so i was like super paranoid i was like hyper vigilant and you know on top of my normal hyper vigilance i didn't sleep for like five days i didn't sleep in the hospital i didn't sleep when we came home i literally like did not sleep until he could breathe and i mean i would sit there wide awake just holding that nebulizer tube so he could breathe that stuff in and I'm just like, please, baby, please. And his whole chest would cave in when he coughed like that. And the doctor was like, it's fine. He was like a lot of children. He was like, most children have some version of this. He was like, it's just his is more, you know, extreme than others. He was like, but he's still not in bad health. He was like, it's just, you got to watch, you know, his breathing. And he was like, by the time he's six, it'll stop because, you know, the, the airway doesn't cone anymore. It opens out and it's straighter and you breathe easier. And I'm like, okay, like, whatever. But it was terrifying to have my baby being like, <gasps> like he couldn't talk. He couldn't, like, I mean, granted, he was two months old. He couldn't talk anyway. But he made like the goo goo noises and he, like, he was always making noise. And to just see him just laying there, just looking out, like, whatever and that caving in the stomach and chest when they cave in when they cough like that oh devastating you're just like oh my god oh my god please don't break because these these are your babies man you literally made these and that's i know we squirreled into this but i mean that's part of my definition of who i am and how i am like my value because everything that I grew up without, I gave in abundance to my children. Maybe too much. And anything negative, I wouldn't do. Which means that discipline, very difficult for me to, to dole out discipline effectively. Because I'm... I tell my kids, and I've always told my kids, I'm your mother. I'm not your friend. 
And when you're grown, maybe then I'll be your friend. But now you're growing. You're under my roof. You're under 18. I'm your mother. I'm not your friend. Don't talk to me like I'm your fucking friend. Don't treat me like I'm your fucking friend because I'm not. You know, I, I revert back to my Bill Cosby line. Like, you know, I'm not your friend. I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. I'll make another one just like you. My son loves to tell me. He's like, no, you're old. I'm like, yeah, guess what? The jib jib. Huh? It ended my menopause. Guess who's spitting out eggs? Hi, how you doing? Like, I do not want to be fertile. Myrtle at fucking 49 years old. I don't want no change of life babies. So apparently my, I'm just going to focus on YouTube because YouTube kills my sex life anyway. So <laughs> ever since I got on this damn thing, it's like, I don't even talk dirty to people anymore. It's like no phone sex. What the fuck? Video sex. No, nothing. I'm all on my own. <laughs> That's a whole different show. <laughs> that is a whole different show. I'm down with self-love. Hey, if you don't love yourself, nobody else is gonna. Uh, and yeah, my son had 10 to 15 pick, um, pick lines. Yeah. Because it kept getting infections. Even when he was in the NICU. Yep. They blew out so many of his veins. Yep. That he couldn't have it in his chest and they had to use his leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I brought Connor home, I was like, I looked at the IV site and I was like, what is that? That little bump. And that little bump grew in like two days. He had a big bubble because it was infected. And I brought him to the doctor and the doctor was like, well, he was like, it's just an infection. Just put this ointment on it. I said, what are we going to do about like all that pus and everything inside? It was like, oh, it it should drain on its own eventually, you know, just leave it alone. I was like, he's a baby. He's going to touch it. No, it's fine here. Just and he gave me some my statin and that was it. And I looked at the nurse and I was like, is he for fucking real? She said, that's all these doctors. They don't do anything. She's like, if you're not afraid to, you could get that out yourself. She was like, just make sure it doesn't, you know, go back in and make sure you clean it well afterwards. I was like, all right, I'm not squeamish. I went home, took my baby, laid him down. I was like, Connor, I love you. You're going to scream, but you know, just remember mommy loves you. And I, I put my body cause I, I do the same thing with the like kids now. Like I, if I'm going to like do something to their finger and like look for a splinter, I put them behind me. I put their arm under my arm. And they stay behind my shoulder so they can't see. And then I just talk to them. I keep like touching the other fingers or whatever while I'm working on the one that I don't want them to feel pain. And then I'm, I'll finish that. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'm going to start. They're like, oh, 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 I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not. You're not starting. I'm done. They're always surprised. Always. So that's what I did. I actually started that when I did that to him because I had I had to hold him still. I had his arm out to the side under my arm. So I had him pinned. He was screaming. And it was like right um, at his elbow, the crease in his elbow, but just a little further down. And it was so like, it looked angry. It was red and purple and green. And I was just like, Ugh, this is going to be everywhere. So like I put a cotton thing over it and I pushed and I mean, you felt it go Pah! and I just drained it all out. He was screaming, but I did that for three days. 
I would, you know, like push down from the top of that vein all the way down, top of that vein all the way down. And I made sure like I, I kept it clean and I would put, you know, like a Band-Aid on it. And in three days, he was, it was fine. It was fine. The doctor was totally unconcerned and whatever, but I got all that out, but he still has a mark from it. Like it, the bubble had gotten that big that it made this weird like ring looking thing. And so he's got like, he's got the mark on there. And it's just, I don't know. I just, I expected better. But that's what I did for my kids. I took care of my kids. You know, I never, ever turned away from them when they had a problem, when they had an illness. Even like my daughter, I want her to go to the doctor so bad. She won't go. And she said, I don't want to go. I need a little time where I don't have to see doctors. Like, I don't want to. It doesn't make a difference. It hurts. I get disappointed. And I just don't want to see any right now. And I was like, okay. Because unless she's really sick, there's nothing changing. You know, I know everybody's like, get tests, get whatever. We never went to doctors growing up. You didn't go to the doctor till you were dying. That's why nobody gave a shit if we had health insurance or not. We didn't go to doctors. We didn't go to the hospital. Took care of that shit at home. You went to the pharmacist if you needed medicine. You didn't even have to go to the doctor. And the pharmacist knew better how to do the scripts than the fucking doctor did. How many times I would go with the script from my doctor and my pharmacist and say, what's he giving you this for? Oh, that's that's ridiculous. This is much more effective and it's a lot cheaper here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I had that problem with my daughter, Shelly. I parented from guilt all the way. Yep. I always had this voice. It could all end tomorrow with someone in a box. Yeah, no. Sorry for getting dark. This whole thing is meant to be dark in the middle. It's fine. Because we're going to continue to talk about self-worth and you're going to know why I have none. And why it's led me to the different decisions that I've made. Um, I love affecting people's lives because it actually, it, it means I have some impact in the world. I'm not invisible. I'm not nothing. I'm not garbage. And I'm not trash. I've been called trash. I put it in my name for that reason, just because I own it. You know, I'm talking trash, but I'm not trash. And anybody who thinks so, no, they need to look in the mirror. Hugs all around, Amber said. Oh, today's going to be another Monday. No, it's not going to be another Monday. We're going to, we're going to talk. It's hard. You know, there are people who they need to, I don't know. They need to know that they're not the only ones who have made shitty decisions because there was something in that relationship or in that situation that they needed and why they needed it, why they were willing to accept it, why they settled. 357, you nerds are making a grown man cry. Oh, honey. I mean, our kids have been through a lot, but you got to look at it this way. 
we absolutely love our kids. You're among people who would do anything for their children. Anything. And we're the ones that get all affronted and angry when we see people out there hurting kids instead of helping them. Objectifying kids, sexualizing kids, taking advantage, abusing, neglecting. It gets our backs up. You know, that all that says to me is we're all good people in here. And no matter what we do that counts as a fuck up, we have good hearts, we have good souls, and we're willing to stand up for those who are too little to stand up for themselves. It means you're good people. I love that I'm surrounded by wonderful people. Shelly already made my emotional valve malfunction earlier. <laughs> I had a very small leak for a moment. The NICU is scary to see your baby and all the machines and beeps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every little sound on that heart monitor, nerves were on. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time Katie used to get a test, they would have to knock her out. And every time she was coming back, it would, come on, come on, come on. The first time they knocked her out, I was there for it. And she was in the middle of a sentence and just her whole body just went slack. And it was because the, the sedative kicked in. But I had never seen that. And to me, it felt like she died in my arms. And I, I don't know who was more upset, the doctor who did it in front of me when he wasn't supposed to and he didn't warn me or me that I was being all emotional in front of all these fucking people I didn't know. But it was just like, <gasps> like I felt like somebody stabbed me. And I mean, when it's just, oh, I'd like, I, when it comes to my kids, I'm the most aggressive, bravest, smartest, evilest person that I think walks the planet in that moment because I will either help you with everything I got or I will burn you to the ground if you hurt my kids. I can't imagine me being in this earth, in this life without my kids. I, really, I can't, I can't like, I know what it's like to grow up and not, not have anybody show you actual love, like tolerance that that was the best I got growing up was tolerance, you know, just this reluctant acceptance that, yeah, she's here. I mean, my grandmother loved me. Don't get me wrong, but she never said it. I didn't get hugs. Like my little cousins, they got the hugs and the honey bunch. Oh, grandma loves you so much. I never got that. And my grandmother freely admitted that she never said that when I was growing up. She's like, we didn't do that. I was like, you never told Uncle Tom you loved him? Oh, well, your Uncle Tom was sick. That was always the excuse, right? Uncle Tom was sick, so you had to be, you had to be kind to him. You had to let him do whatever he wanted. 
Oh, Uncle Tom, he's no, he almost died when he was little. And I was dead. None of you seem to give a shit. I have asthma. None of you care. I'm an only child. No, nobody to play with. Nobody to talk to. You don't care. Michelle, go in the parlor. Go listen to your records, Michelle. Go read a book, Michelle. Go do this, Michelle. Michelle, why don't you go to the store? Michelle, why don't you go upstairs and see, you know, like what you're, whatever is doing or go upstairs and uh, didn't you just buy a new book? There's always the books. Oh, you have a new book? Oh, go ahead. Go read it. I didn't peep around my family because they didn't like it. My job in life was to grow up, go to school, learn everything I could, get the best grades, come home, sit down, shut up, listen, learn, keep it to myself, go to bed with no fuss after homework, and rinse and repeat the next day. That was my life. That was the routine. I knew my stepfather loved me because he told me. He told me in his actions. He told me in his um, in his plans for the future. He told me every time he spoke to somebody about me, the way he talked about me. He never, never once called me his stepdaughter. I was his daughter. My beautiful girl. My smart girl. This is my daughter. She's so smart. She's so funny. She's so beautiful. You, you just, you'd love her. That's how he talked about me. Even on his deathbed, the man couldn't see. He could barely hear. His words were slurred. And the only thing he talked about was how smart his daughter was. How beautiful his daughter was. How much he loved his daughter. How grateful he was for his daughter. No matter what I did, he supported me. No matter what I was like, no matter what mood, I was a moody kid. I was going through a lot. He loved me. He unconditionally loved me. And I kind of, as I got bigger, I saw this, this thing about dogs. Like the reason dogs only live a couple years is because in your lifetime, you're supposed to get to a place where you can just love without, you know, reservation, without boundary, without worry, without shame. And it doesn't take dogs long to do that because they're born that way. Oh, you're watching the Whitmer Governor Hoax show? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody nobody's covering it. Radix is covering it, but it's it's a lot of it's a lot of bullshit anyway. Um 
Rabbit said, I'm still farming to feed my kids, but this might be my last year doing it. I, it, it gets harder. It does. It gets harder. Everything gets harder. But, um, yeah, like my, my dad is like those dogs. You know, the dogs, they're, they just love with everything they are from the moment they're born. You know, it's, they're, they are unconditional love. And they're forgiving love. And they look at you like they are so proud you're their owner. They're just so happy to be with you. And they're just like, look at you. Look at you loving me. Look at me loving you. They're like, oh, I just love it. I just love it. Happy, 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 happy. I'm a happy, happy dog. I'm a happy, happy dog. Like, that's how dogs are. 24 fucking 7, man. I hate seeing sad dogs. Nothing will break my heart faster than seeing a dog when it is genuinely sad. I hate that. It, I, oh, it's so unnatural to me. But that's how, that's how I look at daddy. You know, he was, he was my puppy. Yeah. He just, he just loved me. And he was always happy to see me and he was always proud of me. And he beamed every time he talked about me. I've never had that in my life with anybody else. Not my mother. Definitely not my, my biological father. Um, nobody. Nobody's ever been that proud to lay claim to me. You know, to say that's my daughter. Who's calling me now? Nope, don't care. Um, everybody can go scratch. But yeah, I have self-worth because of him. Because I know that he didn't just blindly love me. He saw the good in me. He just wished I could see it. And he had no problem telling me. That's where I got the self-worth from. I didn't get it anywhere else. Um... Sorry, I got sidetracked for a second. But yeah, no, nobody else in my in my family did that. They were very good at keeping me down. I I grew up being very um neglected, very much ignored. I have to do this. I can't do this. One sec. Because I can't get distracted. Uh, oh, dang wrong emoji, Amber. I want to give you kisses, uh, Daisy. Mm. <laughs> Growing up, I just looked for a good day. We didn't get beaten. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you could tell, like the people who had it really rough as kids, they usually go one of two ways, right? Either they're super compassionate and empathetic toward other people, like they're they're just they want to make a better world for the people they love and they love passionately and the loyalty is ridiculous and it's just they they almost seem to over love because they overprotect they because they have that that fear that 
what if I do something to make these people that I love feel like I once felt? Um, or they can go and become complete psychopaths and give up on life and just be like, I'm just going to hurt everybody. Bitch lives matter. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Bitch lives matter. Um, listen, my, my bitch switch, it, it is getting to the point where it's going to be stuck in the on position for a very long time. And I don't want to do that because I'm a bitch on wheels. Capable of rolling herself out of a room. Anyway. Always fun. Fun, fun, fun. Green giant. Rabbit, I can't show emotions, but I care deeply. But you do. Rabbit, Jessica reloaded. Hi, baby. What's up? She said, hi, mama. 357, you got my emotions all jacked up. About to go bro hug my daughter's stepdad. Well, listen, every, every adult is important. The one said every every adult in a kid's life is going to leave an impact on them. And that's one thing. Like when I went down to Florida with Katie when she was four, we went to go visit Miguel so that she could spend time with him. I wanted to take her to Disney World. I had just, you know, had the big breakup with Billy and was all heartbroken. And I wanted to, you know, like go down to Florida and have some fun. She could, you know, see her dad. And it turns out that her dad was an idiot and he got mad at her and he like hit her, but he like hit her with a belt and he left a welt on her back that I found and I like lost my shit. And I flew at him. I hit him with everything I had and it was just ridiculous because I, I could not, that was the end of that, that vacation right there. Like you and Kate, you ain't getting near her. You will never be alone with her. Never going to happen. And he never got to either. But before that, he was kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to do it. Like she needs her diaper needs to be changed because you know she had the issues. And he didn't want to do any of it. And I I was like, so what the fuck? And Katie came home one day and she was like, Teresa did it. Teresa helped me. Teresa pretty. Teresa nice. And I was like, who the fuck? Teresa, your father's girlfriend? This is the bitch who got lost, you know, walking around in Hoboken and walked to a clear through another town and it was just like but you don't know where you're going and you just go for a walk in a city are you stupid but yeah she was the one that i told her i'd give her a scar on the other side of her face to match the one on on that was already there and she thought you know miguel was going to protect her and he was like mm, you on your own with mitch like <laughs> um so it was just like whatever but she was taking care of my daughter. So I was like, Miguel, I would like to talk to her. And he was like, why? I said, I would like to talk to her. Just bring her here and let me talk to her. And she, she came to the hotel and she stayed far away from me because she was worried. But quiet. God, children. Um, she was far away from me, but she was like, you know, she was like, hey, Shell, what's up? I was like, hey, I was like, you know, I just wanted to thank you She's like, for what I was like for being, you know, really kind to my daughter. I said, she told me that, you know, you play with her and, you know, you're nice to her. You talk to her, you joke with her. 
that you help her go to the bathroom and you don't yell at her. And she was like, no, she's super sweet. I love her. I was like, oh, I was like, as long as you keep being like that, you and me, we're good. I got no beef with you at all. I was like, it's him I got the beef with. She was like, well, he's an asshole. I was like, yeah, well, we're agreed. Look at that. We might be friends one day. It was just, that's just how it was. And I appreciated her so much for just doing like just a little, just make the kid comfortable, make her feel welcome. That meant more to me than anything. And she was by all rights, she could have been petty as fuck, but she wasn't, she was, you know, she's, she was a real decent human being. It surprised me and it really made me happy. It really, really did. Because I, I wasn't expecting that trip to go well because Miguel's an idiot. And he proved it because he was an idiot that whole freaking trip. But Daisy said, I want to kiss you all over and over again till the night closes in. Okay. Good song. <laughs> Amber, I've always been everybody's favorite. Everyone blindly loves me. I just end up hurting people. So I be just became a bitch. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. I'm the one that, you know, I'm useful. So they love having me around, but they just can't take my personality. Like if I talk, somebody's always saying, oh, you're too loud. Your laugh is too loud. My laugh is too loud. You don't like my laugh? Fuck you. At least I'm laughing. Would you rather me sit here and scream? Because I take it from me. I come from a long line of screamers. If you want me to scream, and not in the good way, I will. All day. Every day. Because it don't bother me. Or do you want me to be, you know, loud and laughing? Like, what do you want? Pick your life. Do you want to have a happy life? Or do you want me to make you miserable? Because I could go either way. You know, I'm going to act the way you determine. You know, I act based on how you treat me. I used to act based on what I thought people wanted. I'm beginning to do the thing, you know, like you treat me a certain way. Guess what? You're getting it all back. Or I'm just, just going to shut you down. I hear that. Yeah, but I, I still say you show emotions rabbit you show it every day here because you're always loving you're always um the i want to say like the reason the voice of reason there i knew there was a saying i'm usually so much better at words i know i'm sorry jessica can relate to the bitch switch being turned on permanently tired of people taking my kindness for weakness right and that's what they do like, people are taking my silence and my, like, passivity as weakness, as, like, fear. <laughs> I ain't afraid of shit. The only thing I'm afraid of is me at this point. Because I don't want to unleash. I don't want to, like, go, you know what? Let me go back to that vault where everything is stored. Let's just swing that door open and let everything spill out. Those people who think that I'm afraid of them, they're lucky I don't spill secrets. Because I know so many. 
so, so many. People forget what they tell me. You know, we get into these conversations and they tell me things and it's like, really? Okay. See, I don't want people coming to me saying, so-and-so said this about you, so-and-so said that about you. I don't want to know because I don't care. It only aggravates me when people tell me and now I'm aware. I'd rather be oblivious to it because those fucking people don't matter. They just don't. People who go and like try to sabotage you and bully you and whatever and make you, you know, like make fun of you, but like in that kind of, oh, it's an inside joke. You're not that clever. It's not so inside. You shallow fucker. But, you know, like people like to go out and play these stupid petty games. Talk all you want. I remember. I remember it all. It's never good to spit in the wind because it will come back in your face. I had a very fucked up day yesterday. Very fucked up. I was completely and totally drained by like 4.30. And still, I went on. I had shit to do. I had people to deal with. But I tell you, I wasn't happy. I was not happy. I was very, very off put. I wasn't upset. I wasn't, you know, like crying over like, oh, they, I'm afraid they hurt my feelings. No, I don't give a fuck. The only thing that bothers me is that I don't like when you love somebody. You love many somebodies. You give them the best that you can. And they pretend like none of that ever existed. Because that that helps them, you know, be victims. It means that they weren't complete shitheads. It means that, you know, nobody's like, oh, I'm not a mean thing. I'm not a petty person. I'm not this. I'm not that. Yeah, okay. No, you are. It's disgusting and pathetic. If you have to step on other people to make yourself feel better, you're a shitty person. You need to do some self-reflection and work on yourself. Every day I have to work on me. Every day. I got to push past what other people have made me feel. How other people have determined my worth for me. You don't get to determine my value. Only I do that. And I'm learning in life to not base it on what other people say and do. I have to base it on what I know about me. You know, you, somebody may think I'm being facetious. I know I'm being genuine. That's what counts with me. I know I'm being genuine. Am I going to change my behavior? No. Over time, you'll see that what I did and said was genuine. Because my actions will support that. You're not going to look at me and go, oh, there's no consistency there. I am always consistent. I'm crazy, 
but I am always consistent. I'm consistently crazy. What has made me crazy? Neglect, abuse, child molestation, child, you know, like exploitation, friggin', you know, rape, uh, getting the shit kicked out of me on a daily fucking basis by everybody who I pretty much ever met. Like, you know, losing babies, you know, getting sick, babies out of wedlock, you know, marrying an alcoholic, all these things, they, they build up. You know, having your rapist decide, hey, I'm going to go visit her 20 years down the line, 25 years down the line. Like, are you fucking kidding me? But you go through that. That's a lot of pain. That's a lot of fear. That's a lot of intrusion. There's no trust. There's constant danger, constant vigilance. I have been hyper vigilant. Since I'm three, probably before that, because of how much he hit my mother, but on a personal basis, like personal, like how it was going to like uh, physically come at me since I'm three, I'm 49. That has never gone away. Never. Fight, flight, freeze. Those are my three go-tos. And it's every moment of every day, all of my life, even in my sleep. Because my heart is wrapped in barbed wire. I don't want nobody getting near it. There's not that much left. And yet, I love you guys. I love my friends. I love my family. I still love the other idiots. It doesn't matter. That doesn't go away. I have a lot of love to give. But somewhere in my life, I came to a very, very solid conclusion. And I'm not reading chat because y'all will make me. I'm not reading it right now because I'm trying to get through this. Um, I firmly believe that I am unlovable. I do. And before anybody like says, no, we love you. I know you do, but I don't, I don't think I'm lovable on the level where anybody sticks around for long, you know, like I come with too much baggage. I, I come with too many problems. I'm a burden. So loving me would be super duper hard. Um, what you get in return is you get somebody who pretty much loves you unconditionally. I mean, I would, I would walk over glass, fire, and spiders, bees, snakes for somebody that I love. And yet I am always surprised when somebody does anything for me. I'm shocked when there's a kind word. I'm not kidding. I replayed what White Rabbit said about me 
probably almost a dozen times because it just she was so genuine and I knew she wasn't lying and it's just so rare to have someone say you know in public you know like she said it on air for everybody to hear she wasn't ashamed She she brought me comfort. And what that did to me, God, because <laughs> I was like, wow, look, Shell, look what you did, Shell. Because I'm my own cheerleader. I'm my only cheerleader in my head. And it's just like, look, look what you did. Look, you did good, girl. You did good. That's why you got to keep going. That's why you get up every day. Remember that. Your kids, people that hear you, and it makes a difference. You're not changing the world, but you're changing that person's world, even for a minute. And that matters. That matters. It's important. And it's shit like that that gets me where I'm like, all right, I'm, whatever I'm going through, I can, I can push through it. I am going to push through it. But that doesn't mean that I I have great self-worth. I just love that I help somebody. Yes, it makes me feel good. But, bro, do you know how hard it is to be make a difference or an impression on somebody that's good? To be a positive in somebody's life? It's so easy to be a negative. So easy to criticize and complain and commiserate. And one of the hardest things for me is to say the right thing when somebody is down on themselves because all I want to do is take them and shake them and go, God, don't you know how awesome you are? What is wrong with you? Why don't you see it? Why don't you see what I see? And I tell them and they think I'm like overinflating, like whatever, just to make them, you know, like feel better. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I say it all the time. I'm not Willy Wonka. I don't sugarcoat shit. I don't lie to people. If I'm telling you that I think you're amazing, I think you're fucking amazing. If I use any adjective in regards to you, trust me, I have thought that adjective out over and over and over until I picked that one to ascribe it to you. I was an English major the first time around. That's never going to go away. I'm never going to be, you know, erroneously descriptive of someone. I am going to be as accurate and detailed as possible. That's what I do. Words are hard, but words are usually my friend. You know, that's what I do. Words are what I do. But to comfort somebody when they're, when they're grieving I don't know how to do that I'm terrible at it I am terrible at direct comfort so her saying that that she just found some kind of comfort I, I guess just the consistency probably of me talking you know of giving her something to escape to to mention it's some kind of debauchery that just 
you know, maybe pushed her out of her grief and worry for a minute and just shocked her a little bit and made her go, <laughs> like, even that, that's enough. That's enough. Just to have a couple seconds break. To have a reset. That means the world. It can change everything for somebody. Hell, if they're on the precipice of like, you know, oh, I'm just, I'm so lonely. I just can't do this anymore. Sometimes a couple seconds is all they need to change their mind. Nobody wants to do that. You have to give them a reason not to. You know, you have to give them a reason to stay. They have all their reasons to go. You're not going to convince them that they're not completely valid and those are their reasons and fuck you for not understanding. You know, it's really hard when you're at that place. I've been at that place. You know, I spend most of my days fluctuating, just flip-flopping between I really, I have a purpose here. I have to be here. I have to stay here. You know, I have to have to do this. I want to do this. And, you know, flip-flopping back and forth to nobody needs me. Like, you know, nobody really wants me, right? I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced of it. Even people that spend time with me, I'm like, they're just, I'm, I'm available. Like, it, I'm not, I'm not somebody that you choose. I'm somebody that's convenient. And that's what all my relationships have been. They never, like, thought about, oh, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, they chased me because I let them. Men like to chase, you know. I just gave them a real run for their money. Like, I'd make them wait years to catch me, even just for a beer. That wasn't about my worth. I just didn't want to be bothered, you know, because I knew it wouldn't end well. I would just find myself in relationships. People would be like, oh, what was it like when you two met? I don't have one good story. Except Tommy. It's just so weird. About how I met people or how we met up or how we like got together because it's so hard for me to fall in love with someone it's so hard because I know that sometimes I fall in love with the romanticized version I have in my head where there's no flaws and there's you know they're just they're the Bees knees, the cats meow, the dogs bullocks, the birds chirp that aren't real because birds aren't real. Like all those things. I married a man that I wasn't in love with. Just to be married. Just to be married before my grandmother died. Got married in a courthouse because my, my dad wasn't alive. And I was like, you know what? He's not here. I don't want a church wedding. Because without him here, I'd just be depressed all day. And don't forget, my father, like my biological father, was still alive. 
and he's asshole enough to show up at my wedding. So I did not advertise my wedding anywhere. I didn't put it in the paper. I didn't tell anybody. It was very covert, very, like, very DL. On the DL all the way. Because hell no. Hell no. My father would have showed up his fat ass in a fucking wheelchair or with a cane with three or four girlfriends and his big fucking cowboy hat half bald head with the long mullet in the back and the long freaking beard and looking like fucking Grizzly Adams. Like he would have showed up and my uncle wasn't there to beat his ass. And I didn't want my husband going to jail because as much as my husband is a dick, well, my ex-husband is a dick. He never would have allowed my father to come near me. He never, 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 never. Sorry, this is a rough topic. But. I disappeared. <laughs> I I hit the, I hit, put my coffee cup down and hit the mouse and it just disappeared. I was like, wait, where'd he go? <laughs> Birds aren't real. Birds are real. Birds are real in books. You can read about them, but that's the only place. They're not actually like 3D. No, they're 2D on a page. Have you ever seen them? Everybody say hola to the expert. He's in here. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, it's difficult. It's very difficult when, when all you know is your usefulness to somebody. Um, it's very difficult to grow out of that. Because now everything that you think about you is seen through a lens of what you could do for other people. And yeah, that's fine. I do have a very high um, threshold for service. Not that kind of service, but you know, knowing what people need, um, being able to give them what they need, either emotionally or like um, transactionally, like, Working in the gas station, I dealt with every type of person. You can't imagine how many very violent little old ladies there are in this world. I've been hit with purses. I've had things thrown at me. I've been called a freaking thief. Every, it's just like, you know, I don't set the prices, lady. I didn't do the bill. I'm just here to, to give you the keys. It's paying me so I can give you the keys. But no, I can't do that. I have to, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, let's go over the bill together and I'll explain it to you. And then I have to make like, oh, yeah, this happened. Oh, oh my God, it was so funny. But guess what? Like this totally broke and you needed a new one. They run about $400. But I knew a guy and, you know, he was just getting some parts in and whatever. He had a little bit of an over, you know, uh, inventory and he's looking to move some stuff. So, you know, I worked it out with him and we got it for like, you know, 
60% off or whatever. And then she's all happy and she'll pay the fucking bill. But you got to find something here that you can sell. <laughs> you can tell her, no, this is good. So I'm used to taking very irate people and convincing them that here, look in front of you. This, this is a good thing. This is good. Doesn't that make you happy? Because again, Oreo cookie. If you start with something nice, you hit them with something unpleasant, and then you end with something nice, it'll go over much well, much well, much better because they leave with that positivity still percolating. The, it's on top of that negative shit. It's more prioritized. It's more relevant to them. So they focus on that more. And now their impression of your conversation isn't negative. It's constructive. It, they look at it as a good conversation because, you know, she pointed out something that needs to be fixed, but then there were so many other things that were good that it, it's minor. So we're just going to take care of that. They take that kind of approach, takes the stress and the negativity out of that negative thing that you're telling them. How many times I would have a kid have a complete fucking meltdown and wreck my classroom. And when the mom came to pick them up, they'd inevitably ask, how is today? And be like, we had a great lunchtime. He ate all his stuff and, you know, he had conversations and he, he was in such a good mood. There was a little thing this morning. He, he, you know, threw some books on the floor because he wasn't very happy with one of the decisions that was made, but we got through it. And by the afternoon, he was playing on the playground. It was great. He had such a good time. Oh, him and blah, blah, blah. They did something so cute. You give them something so cute. And, but I can't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow's a new day and we're just, you know, everything's new tomorrow, isn't it? And they get like, the parent is happy. The kid is happy. They're willing to come back the next day. They're eager to come back the next day because they know you're not going to hold what happened yesterday or today against them. But people aren't like that. Like adults aren't like that. They're, they will dig up shit going way, way back. And you're like, dude, I, like I'm over that. Why are you bringing that up? It doesn't hurt me, but you're trying to hurt me. That hurts me. The fact that you want to. That means I don't mean that much to you because you're not willing to protect me even from yourself. I'm willing to protect the people I love no matter what. You know, and I don't know. I just, I... I tend to give more because I see less, um, less that's good in me, I guess. Oh, uh, boy, everybody expert, 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 expert. Uh, yeah. Oh, great. That one time someone slipped XTC in my drink, my ex paid someone too after I left him. Wow. I had no idea it was in my body and had never done it before. The ending hallucination. Oh, girl, was three years, three days later, and it was the birds had cameras for eyes. Thanks, expert. See, it's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault, expert, for Inya having a bird hallucination. Now I'm convinced women can blame men for anything. Lord almighty. Oh my goodness. Three weeks. Okay. I didn't know what you were writing. 
I didn't know if it was hours, days, weeks. You never know. Hallucinations are, they're not fun, but they can last. Ugh, Alexa has a notification. It's either a flood of fire or Trump isn't doing what they want him to do. I hate the news. Oreos. Yes, Oreos are the best. That's why you deliver bad news as an Oreo cookie. You start with a positive. You slip just a sliver of that negative in there and you don't really harp on it, but you explain it and that's it. And then you end with another positive thing. And it's a very pleasant way to deliver not so pleasant news. It works. It works. It's the Oreo cookie approach. That's my, <laughs> that, that's my teaching um, strategy. I just hit something and went to a video on Lee. Har nice. I love stories about Lee Harvey Oswald. Been Daisy said, been missing you lately at the expert. Sometimes being around real people in the evenings is hard. Yeah, it is, honey. I don't know if that makes sense. Life is hard since my last little doggy got killed by the pit bull on the 6th. Daisy, you're just that. I wish I could get you out of there, girl. I really, I wish I had the means. I really do. I hate that you live there. I hate that you go through that. I hate that your dog was, you know, attacked. Yo, Daisy has been with me since my very first live stream. She, she was just like, oh, what's this? She liked it. She never left. Um, and I love her. I love Daisy girl. She's and she's so shot out there. I love it. You make me seem coherent some days. And I didn't think anybody could do that. When you start your stories where you're jumping all around, I'm like, oh my God, squirrel, 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 squirrel. I have no clue what's going on, but it's amusing as fuck. And your birds, birds aren't real. Again, we're going to go over this. Is <laughs> my hallucination good? Well, it might have. You never know. Daisy girl, I'm so sorry. I'm not real if that makes you feel any better. Seriously, though, I'm so sorry. I love you. Uh, see the expert. He is a real one. Him and White Rabbit. Oreos and delivering news. That's the Bill Cosby way. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, I don't do anything to Bill Cosby way. <laughs> no, 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 no. Very relaxing. It's almost like you won't even remember it happened. Yeah, okay. You'll, you'll have a fuzzy memory from then on. Daisy virtual hug. Oh, Daisy, let me tell you something. We would all hug you. I guarantee that is not like presumptuous on my part at all. I am sure we would all hug the shit out of you. Because she's just, she's Daisy. I look forward to you all the time. Because you just make me laugh, Daisy. You're so full of life. I don't think I've ever met anyone who lives more in the moment than you do. You don't talk about the future. You don't really talk too much about the past. But you just, you... I don't know. You just, everything is awesome to you. Like you just, I love how in wonder you are of the world. You're always just so 
upbeat about it. And it's just, oh, it's, that's what I love about my kindergartners, though, because everything, and I'm not saying you're a five-year-old. I'm just saying everything is new to them. So, like, when they discover something, this wonder and joy just emanates from everything they are. And the way they talk, they're just like, wow. There's this breathy kind of, oh, my goodness. Like, they can't contain themselves. But they're trying. And i that's how I hear you all the time. All the time. Even when you're sad, you are so present and vibrant and just oh, right there. And there's no ignoring you ever. It, it cannot be done. I know like people, everybody knows who Daisy Girl is. Even if you don't like go and visit them, you don't really go to their discords or whatever. Everybody knows who you are. And it's just, they're just like, oh, she's so crazy. I love her because you are, you come out with some shit, girl. Ah, you are, you are a treasure. You are. I love you so much. Um, Daisy girl. Uh, wait, the expert in you. Birds are government drones. Goes all the way back to Nixon. Nixon, who apparently visited all 50 states. And I knew that. I guessed. I guessed well, but I guessed. He says, I want a pudding pop. Have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. That's what Eddie Murphy said <laughs> to Bill Cosby. I want to talk to you about some of the things you say in your show. Maybe that's why I'm the way I am. When he was like, you can't say filth, florin, filth, florin, filth. He was like, I never said no filth, florin, filth, florin, filth. Like, you know, you're bumming me out. Like, what's going on? He calls Richard Pryor and says, man, tell, Coke, I, tell Bill I said, have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. Like that. Oh, my God. Eddie Murphy is, his old stuff is so funny. So funny. Like, when he talks about, um, you know, like, is she Puerto Rican? I thought she was Puerto Rican because she got the mustache and she's um fufu. I thought I learned some new Spanish shit. I went to work and said, hey, Hector, um fufu. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What is that shit? <laughs> and then your Aunt Bunny fell down and said, boom, 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 ah, boom, 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 my shoe. <laughs> but the truest thing that Eddie Murphy ever joked about was, you know how you know when you got a woman and you could go and act a fool and do whatever the fuck you want? When you make her go, and she's like, ooh, you got it. <laughs> Plow ahead. And God damn it, that's true. Because what we won't do for a really good, ooh, Lord. Like, I don't want it. I don't want it. You don't want it because you don't want to have to shave your legs for a wasted experience. Like, God, if I'm going to show up all waxed and shaved and lotioned and smelling pretty, looking pretty and easy access and debasing myself. God damn it. You better bring your A game. I don't want none of this 30 second pump and dump shit. Fuck you. <laughs> no. And that's why I'll say whatever the hell I want on my show. If you two don't like it, well, then they can spank me. I like them too. Daisy said, Shelly, I opened up to you on a stream where your video title said something about having a bad day. And I figured I could distract you. 
you distracted me with your tail. And it was like, oh my goodness. I it was a very eye-opening experience. Because <laughs> I hadn't encountered anybody on YouTube who was just like, hi, by the way, blah, 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 my life story. Oh, it's like, oh my God. Like that so much. <laughs> I didn't know how to take it. I was like, I don't get it. No, it's too much. But I mean, I just I loved you. Um, and you said, love that stand up though. Chocolate cake is breakfast. Chocolate cake has milk. Yep. Chocolate cake has eggs. I see the logic. I do. I'm like, but sugar. So what? at this point, everything has sugar. So you can't really use that as an argument. You know, you know, those pancakes that you want to give me that syrup that goes on. What do you think that is? That's not real syrup. It didn't come from a fucking tree. <laughs> sugar. <laughs> that is not coming out of a tap. Sorry, nobody sat there in Vermont with a bucket going, oh, yeah, they're going to look good on pancakes. No, that is Aunt Jemima, and that is made from water and every chemical that, that was left over in chemistry and a little caramel coloring. And then sugar. That's what that is. Well, that's all that is. That is just sugar that you could pour. Uh-uh. Expert is very much a five-year-old. Yeah, but you know what? Five-year-old, that's my wheelhouse. I'm good with five-year-olds. It's like, oh, look at me. Pay attention to me for five minutes. Good boy. Here's a cookie. Like, that's that's my raison d'etre. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, sadly, I feel like running. I'm running out of upbeats. Never, Daisy. You are never running out of upbeats. You are upbeat. You are an amazing person. You have the fiercest personality the most jovial joyful heart and the most optimistic attitude where you just you just think everything's going to work out and it will at some point you know what have i told you when you're going through hell don't stop don't turn back keep going Keep going. You've already been through it. You've already experienced it. You know what it is. You know you could survive it. Get through it. Get the fuck out of it and change it. You know, you got to get out of there, babe. You got to. And I know it's hard, but you're going to have to make yourself a plan and stick to it. And don't tell anybody about it. You know, don't put it out there because then if they find out, if anybody finds out who wants to, you know, put a wrench in your works, they're going to. Oh, things are looking up even though you're feeling down. Ah, oh, I love her songs. I forgot to tell you this. When I left the dentist the other day, I asked if I got a sucker. Can you believe they said they don't have suckers? They're dentists. <laughs> Don't you have sugar free? <laughs> okay, first of all, when you get a root canal, lovey, you are not supposed to be sucking on anything. Trust me, my dentists are well aware of my personality and they make sure I know I can't suck on anything for like weeks. That lasts about an hour. Um, because I'm gonna do what I want. But yeah, you're not supposed to be sucking on anything. So a sucker is not good for you. And sugar is not good for your teeth. 
but because you went through all that, you really should have been like today. You really should have gone and gotten like an ice cream for yourself. Something. Cause you deserve a treat. You do. And that'll help with, you know, like the, the swelling cold is good for swelling. It makes the swelling go down. So ice cream. Just saying. Good idea. Ice cream is always a good idea. Yeah. I think the only ones that are suckers at the dentist are the ones of us that go to them. Because I hate dentists. It's painful. Everything they've ever done to me. They're like, oh, no, this won't hurt. Bullshit. Everything. Like, I can't, like I've had dislocated knees where I didn't cry. I just kind of like, could you just put it back in place, please? Like, I just, just want to go home. But mouth pain? Oh, no. Like the mouth, because that's connected to like the ear and, you know, like you're, you get headaches from it. So like anything that's going on in your mouth can affect your digestion. It can give you pain in your ears. It can give you sinus headaches. It can fuck up your sinuses. It can give you regular headaches. It can give you neck um, tension headaches. You could wind up with sepsis from teeth if you don't take care of them, like an abscess. A friend of mine had an abscess. His tooth was rotting. He needed that to come out. He didn't go to a dentist. He started seeing the cast of Stranger Things in his house. Then it worked. And they were following him wherever he went. He actually saw them and had conversations with them. And they thought that he was going crazy. So they had him, you know, put in the psych ward for 72-hour observation. It's a crisis. They were they lied. They were like he said he was going to kill himself. I heard it. Like, but they got him in, and through the examination, they said, "Oh, your blood work came back weird. The infection was going into his brain and making him hallucinate hard, and he he would it would have killed him, and it wouldn't have taken that long. So that's why you take care of your teeth because." That goes down into your stomach. It could affect your gastrointestinal health. It can affect all sorts of things. And that's why you got to take care of your teeth. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Because every time I go, he's like, this tooth is going to go. I can pull it now or we can wait to liberate. Pull it now. Just pull it. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Because I can't, I can't deal with the all the dental work i can't do it it's it's too much for me like the pain is so much and there's nothing that they could give me that blocks off the pain it's like the immediate pain like novocaine that's fine but afterwards no i'm in pain for weeks so it's because i let it get so bad uh daisy i put it off who doesn't put it off? Natalie said something about camping in Florida from now till March with the group she's with. Sometimes I think of advertising online to be a caregiver to an Alzheimer's patient. I mean, why don't you? There's tons of people that would love for you to like, maybe they have room that you could live in the house rent free, but it's, you know, like part of your pay. And then they just pay you to, you know, like help them do chores or whatever. I wish I had room. I really do. Because I could use the help. I could use somebody who's just going to 
you know, help me by doing the laundry or dusting or like going down to get packages or going to get the mail, or cooking, you know, all the things that I'm having a very hard time doing because there's so much crap in this house. And I just, I can't move around. So I'm just, I'm even more immobile because I can't move around. So, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there are people who need that, who aren't going to get that through their insurance. You know, somebody who needs a live-in hair, a live-in hair giver, a live-in caregiver. Fuck my word, lifer. Fuck my word. See? No! I'm dumb. Words are not my friend. Words are not my friend. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Those guys are beasts on coke. Ooh! Which somehow made it better. I what? <laughs> what? Hello, schizo, my old friend. Yeah. Mm. Uh easy access. Wait. No, I need a Dr. Pepper and a pudding pop. Good morning, Slap. How are you? Good morning, Grand Rising. We wish you a wonderful day. It's almost noon here. Oh, Christ. At least today went better. The morning went better. Yesterday was just a shit show. Uh, yep, you always about to send rescue units to me on that stream. Listen, you, you get to the point where she's like the, with the dogs and the drunk neighbors and these guys won't leave me alone. And then where's Maddie and where's this? And it's like, Oh my God. Like I, I literally am a giant ball of anxiety by the time you get done explaining things that I'm like, I need a minute. Let me process. Baby. Let, let me go through it. So I could be of any kind of assistance. Cause it's just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I literally sit there going, Oh my God. Oh my God. What? Like that's my reaction to all your <laughs> and I love you. I do. I just I oh god, I want to beat the hell out of everybody in your neighborhood. I really do. I really, really do. I want to and I never want to harm an animal, but that one that killed your puppy, I want to kick him in the face. I do. I want to kick him in the face. I won't ever, but I wanna. The the, <laughs> the desire is there. And then I want to get his owner and beat the hell out of him. Because I don't blame dogs. I blame their owners. You know, I've, I've had guard dogs. I've had um, house dogs. I've had lap dogs. They all had issues. And we had to deal with them. Like, that's what you do. You train them. That's your job. And I guarantee anybody with dogs that are uncontrolled, their children are even worse. So I just stay the fuck away from them. Like, if you have a good dog, I'm like, I like you. Because I know you you put the work in. You know, you knew that, yeah, it's okay to have something that you love and loves you. And you spoil it. But it still has to, you know, follow, like, rules. Can't go around biting people. Can't go around attacking animals. You know, you want it to be the best behaved because you want to protect it so nobody can ever take it from you. You know, you limit the danger. I've said anything going on in your mouth might be affecting someone else's whole body. Slap. Do you know how I read that? 
anything going on in my mouth might be affecting someone else's whole body. Because it's true. It's true. Chizzy and I were doing that um, the other day. We were talking like that. He was like, hey, I was like, hey, Shizzy, what are you doing? What are you doing over there, big boy? And he was just like, you stop that. Like, he wasn't expecting me. I was like, oh, I finally got him. Usually he surprises me. But that was me surprising him. Uh, And you said my mom, who had seven children naturally, she wouldn't even accept Tylenol while pregnant. Said she would rather have three babies than have a toothache. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would happily go into labor rather than have a goddamn toothache because there's no point to a toothache. No point. All it is is pain. It's in your head. It's all you could think about. It's all you feel. You're cranky. You can't eat. You can't drink. Nothing is enjoyable. And you're just a bitch on a roll walking through going, God, I wish I could sleep. I'm so tired. But I can't lay down because it's fucking hurt. At least labor, I can be active. You know, I'm actively saying, stop hurting me. Get out. <laughs> Get out of my body. But, you know, there's work to be done. And at the end, you get this beautiful baby. At the end of a toothache, all you get is like, look, he didn't even get a sucker. There's incentive for men. If you go to the dentist and get your teeth worked on, you could be my sucker. They'll go. You want to see how fast they're in that car at that dentist? Doc, take all my teeth out. Like, put, like, can I have, like, fix this one, but give me a cavity in the next one because next week's my birthday and I really want to, like, you know, go out with a bang. <laughs> Why not? I believe in positive reinforcement. Hey, girl, I made it back. Hey, Suzanne. Uh, Daisy Williams. What has me stuck here is the no ID. I know the family I work for kept me from getting it. After my license expired, all my ID was stolen. If you go over five years, no ID, it's hard. I have no tax records. Do you have any fingerprinting records in any law enforcement place in the country? Because if you do, you're on record. You can go to the police station Ask for, you know, like, tell them what happened. Say, look, this is what happened. I have no ID, whatever. There are people that can help you get forms of your identification. You can get your original, like, a copy of your original birth certificate. You can call Social Security and get them to send you a replacement card. You could go online and do all this stuff. You don't even have to talk to people. But you need what? Like, I think five points of identification or seven points of identification to get an ID in this country in the, um, the DMV. All right. So, you know, get a bill. I'm sure there's a bill somewhere with your name on it. You know, do all those things. See if you have, you know, fingerprinting records at the police station. That's verifiable, you know, IDing. Then go get your damn ID. Get the fuck out of there. Your first thing is to get out. The ID, you can always get ID. Would it be hard to get? Yeah, maybe. But what's harder? Putting together some forms of like proof of identification so that you can get a standard like official ID or staying where you're at and suffering and being miserable. 
none of us want you to be miserable, Daisy. You got to make a plan. You got to write it out, girlfriend, not in your head, because in your head, it goes whoop, gone. Write it out. Steps. Take steps. Nothing is going to happen in one fell swoop. But you need to like, you need to do this. Trust me. I am very good at escaping from very um, dangerous situations. I spent the last two hours on the phone trying to get my boy his ID for work. Yeah, I know. It's difficult. Very difficult. But she's got to get out of there. She's not going to do well if she stays there. Uh, uh, okay. Daisy, that isn't good. Can you get your birth certificate and social security card? That proof of residence should be enough for them. Not sure in your state. I need to go back to the state I last had ID in. Yeah, but no. Now you can do the social security card replacement online. So if you go on to ssa.gov, type into the search replacement social security card. You already have a social security number, which I hope you know. And then you just put that into the thing and you can order a replacement card. It's not like it used to be. You don't have to have ID for that. It seems the only people that could help would be a homeless shelter. I've been considered since my dogs are dead. I'm scared. Uh, I had an issue similar. It was Easier to get a copy of the birth certificate and start from there. Not sure if that helps you. Absolutely. All you got to do is call them up. And you don't, don't say, hey, I need a copy of my birth certificate. You call them up and say, hey, my name is, you know, Daisy Williams. I'm in a rough spot right now and I really could use your help. I need to get ID, but I have nothing that I lost everything you could say in a fire and a flood, you know, people threw it out at my last, you know, residence. Um, my boss threw out a box of my personal papers and everything was gone, whatever. And you tell them, I really, I need, I need help. Could you please help me? You're going to call the office of vital statistics in the county or city, preferably that you were born in. And you're just going to tell them that. And these people can be very, very cranky, but if you tell them you need help and could you please help me, they probably will. And probably a lot more than they would if you just called them and said, I need my birth certificate. Like if they hit a snag, they're going to usually try to help you out as much as possible. And that's a good rule of thumb for anybody. I worked in collections and I had to collect millions of dollars a day from all these different companies and never once did I demand they paid. I would call up and say, hi, this is Shelly from Shipco Transport. Um, I was just, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time. My boss is getting on me. I was wondering if you could help me. Seems we have like outstanding invoices that are due and I have no record of you sending a check. I'm just wondering if it, you know, if it got misplaced or, you know, overlooked or if you're, holding it for a specific reason because I understand but I just I would like to be able to note it to notate it in my account in my computer and they'll be full of information for you 
they'll either say, oh, no, you know, we don't we don't have it right now. We were planning on sending it out on Thursday, which is fine. You know, tell me that you're holding it so I can tell my boss they have it. He hasn't signed it yet because he's a dick like you and puts it at the bottom of the pile because they don't really have the money, but it's coming. It's just not coming tomorrow. But we have a guaranteed payment by Thursday. You know, that's enough for him. Then he knows, okay, he can, you know, put that into his reports and he can figure it in as to what we're receiving that week and whatever. But don't lie to me because then I'm I'm working based on false information. You know, so it's like with anything, you know, just I don't really know how I got there. But I mean, that's how it is. No matter how small, you know, you have to you have to move forward. You absolutely do. Slap said, good point, Shelly. No matter how small nothing happens in your head, you must take steps. You absolutely have to. You can't give up. And you have to, Daisy, you have to make the goals small so that you can achieve them so that they encur that encourages you to keep your momentum up, you know, to go to the next thing. And you're like, oh, then you gain the confidence. And again, self-worth. It all ties in with self-worth. Because if you can get that conversation in the books and you can tackle that kind of thing that you're not comfortable doing, you're not good at doing, you're unsure about. If you can do that, that's that's a yay. That's a where you give yourself a pat on the back and a rah-rah and you run around in a circle and you're like, yay, may. Then you move on to the next one, the next small goal. And oh, it's a little intimidating trying to do this, but well, I did this. So if I did that, you know, this isn't really that different. It gives you that experience boost. You know, fake it till you make it. It's not really faking it. You're using what you know from the past to promote, you know, success in the future. So that's all you're doing. You're self-promoting yourself to yourself. Oh, I did that. I could totally do this. Yeah, that's not that different. All right, let me do it. You'd be surprised how often when you go into something telling yourself, oh, this, I got this. This is this is a nothing burger. I can handle anything this, this throws at me. It's going to be true. Because you're not going in there going, I can't, I can't. Oh, I'm, I'm so scared. Because that's when things go wrong. You put that shit out to, into the universe. The universe is like, oh, wait, you, you think something's going to go wrong? Well, let me see what I can come up with for you. Can I get on a scale of one to 10 a 13? Yeah, I'll take that one. There you go. There's everything wrong with today that you were afraid of. Are you happy now? I met your expectations. See, it's not the universe being evil to you. It's the universe giving you what it thinks you want because it's what you're obsessing about. It's what you're looking at, not obsessing like you, Daisy. I'm saying when you focus on something, Sometimes negative focus is what makes it happen. I mean, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say nine times out of 10, we sabotage ourselves. Bad shit happens because we make it though. You know, I got hit by a lot of like my exes because I picked shitty men. I picked men who had no patience no drive, no desire to provide and protect. They were very content to sit on their ass and let me be the man in their relationship. I don't want to be the man. 
I've never wanted to be the man. Unfortunately, I was with little beta bitches and I became the breadwinner and the dominant one in the relationship. And I'm not comfortable in that. It's not me. It's very stressful for me. It's very stressful. Am I take charge? Sure. Because I have to be. If I don't do it, who's going to? Call Social Security office and let them know your ID was stolen. Tell them your number and they can reissue it. Yeah. P3, damn it, I just realized the boy went to work without taking his meds. Oh, no, Susie. <laughs> How many hours is he going there for? Because maybe he could just, you know, ride it out. I mean, it's flaxseed. Hopefully, he's dealing with flaxseed and not people. I love repetitive tasks and just dealing with inanimate objects. And I know I'm going to pay for that joke later. Uh, da, 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 da. They verify your ID by you answering questions on your last known address, family, etc. Oh, yeah. I tried online, Shelly. You are wrong. Okay, call them up. If I'm wrong, call them up and see what, see what happens. I'm, I've been known to be wrong here or there, but I never had a problem getting it reissued. Um, cause I, Connor ate his, when he, <laughs> he was a baby. So I had to just, I just went on and whoop, one, two, three. Um, I'm trying to put my head together. I know. I will try again. Just not today. I got to get over my doggy a little more. Listen, our, our worry is that you're going to go the way of the doggy because of the place you live. That's why we're pushing you. Because it's not safe. And we want you to be safe. We want you to be happy. Uh, Rabbit, I wish I had a way to get you here. You would get someone to help. We would get someone to help get your IDs. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And Mers, so much happens in my head. I know. It's, oh, God. She's in, where well, you're in South Carolina, North Carolina. She's in North Carolina. Uh, I done been through every step y'all are talking about. I wish someone online would track and see how hard it is to get out of it. Girl, you did not just say that it has something to do with human trafficking. I hope not. Shit. You add that to the list and you're like, you wonder why we get all like panicky. I bought a car, I bought a car with 30,000 miles on it. My former employees won't give it to me. They stole from the estate of the lady I took care of. I mean, you live with like real shit people. I'm telling you, my mom even went into social security office and tried to help with me on the phone. I don't know, Daisy. I don't, I don't know. How to help you other than to be here and listen. Um, I'm always here for you. You know that. I will talk to you till I'm blue in the face. Um, I just wish I can help you. I really do. One of the things about um, living like like you're living Daisy the way I'm living, the way a lot of people are living. 
is that people see the vulnerabilities. They see good-hearted people that they can take advantage of. The world is full of people like that. Full of people just waiting for somebody to come along that can give them what they need and what they want. I'm no different. But I'm not looking for money. I don't need money. I don't give a fuck about money. Money means literally nothing to me. All I need is enough money to pay my bills, pay the rent, buy these kids their damn food. Because I only get like a bagel a day. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about. They're just like, no, we're just not going to feed you. And we're going to eat everything that you would ever eat in the house and just leave the shit that nobody wants. Thanks. Appreciate that. And it doesn't help that I'm buying half the food for double the price. So if somebody's going to go without a meal or two, it'll be me. But we're not quite there. They're just not feeding me. And I, to be honest, I've been... I've been reluctant to eat a lot at all lately because of how my nerves have been. People fucking with me. So it's like when I'm upset, I can't. I can't even think about chewing food. It takes way too much energy. Daisy, I'll be okay, Shelly. Thank you for all your support. Listen, Daisy, I, I really, I wish I could pluck you up out of there. I wish I had the means. I wish I had the resources. Because, girl, you would definitely be, like, happy in my house. <laughs> you would be thrilled to live with us. Because, shit, you and Katie, I think you guys would get along like a house on fire. I, but I don't have the room. I don't have room for us. Slap Murphy said, I'm in North Carolina. I don't, I don't, I know that was dead air, but I just, I, I don't know what to say. Um, Slab said um, they're in North Carolina. You might want to, you know, just touch base with Daisy Girl. See if, you know, you have any, if you have any ideas, that would be great. If you know of any kind of like programs in North Carolina that maybe she wouldn't be privy to where she is because she's limited on access to stuff. Um, just give her a heads up. Let her know, you know. Otherwise, I'm just glad you're here and hanging out with us and everybody's here for everybody else. That's what I love about YouTube. That is the one side of YouTube I love is when we come together. And we listen to the to the stories and we listen to the hardships and we we cry with people and our hearts go out to them and we try to help them and we're generous. And then you have like the good news and where we all celebrate together. You know, you celebrate each other. I'm going to give you one bit of good news. I am over my 3000 hours. I am well over my 500 subs and I applied for monetization and I applied 
Monday. And they said the second step would take three to four weeks. Um, they did that and went through the second step by that night. So then it went into review, which they said would take a month. And I got approved for monetization yesterday. So <laughs> it took me less than two days. And they're like, no, you're good to go. Here, set this up, whatever. So I am, there's a lot of steps before you could actually like hit monetization, turn it on. But yeah, I, I did it and I did it by myself. I mean, with you guys, of course, but I didn't, I didn't have to go on any like, um, sprees. Like I didn't, I didn't have to lean on some big friends for help. You know, I did it myself. Yes. Like all my creator friends and all my viewer friends, like everybody encouraged me. Um, expert had great things to say. Um, Shizzy, Shizzy encouraged me. Caitlin, um, everybody that was associated with like what I did before was like, you need to do that again. Like, I miss you in the morning. I miss hearing you. I miss hearing you cry. I miss hearing you curse. I miss the inappropriateness. I miss the ridiculously dark, deep things we talk about. Like, I, I just miss it all. You know, like, you kept me company in the morning. And the mornings are really hard for some people. They really are. I thought you were already monetized. Well, congratulations. Like, yeah, no, thank you. I was very proud of myself that I reached that. Um, milestone because I started a year ago this week this week on YouTube I started and I mean I've, I'd been a part of YouTube like god forever because I used to post pictures of like videos of my son but that was all I posted just shit of my son I didn't think you know other people were going to look at it I was looking at it like I wanted it in a place where I knew it was and that's where I chose to put it But no, I I only started doing this for a year. And I, I've loved it. I've loved it. Um, she said, yeah, this rich family trying to keep me down. Uh, I can't sue them, I guess. So I can't sue them. Well, more likely they don't want to go to jail. If they're that abusive and you could like prove it, they could easily all get rounded up. But I mean, that's one thing in America. Every place works different. You know, it's, it's who you know, not what you know. Oh, Suzanne said she wishes she could come and steal you away. She said, uh, Jesus H. Christ, for fuck's sake, I applied for my birds to give little. Rewind. Start over. Suzanne said, Jesus H. Christopher, for fuck's sake. So you didn't say Christ, but you're willing to say for fuck's sake. I applied for my birth certificate four months ago, paid $35. They have no record of it or told me if you need to do it online or whatever, pay us $65. We can send it in five days for fuck's sake. Um, yeah, she wants to steal you. Slap said, oh, wow, by Greensboro, that's the other side of the state. Not real familiar with that area. Yeah, that's it seems to be the uncivilized side. 
Like it's just it's just full of like real mean rednecks. Like the mean kind. The kind I've been warned off of. Like <laughs> she's already told me, if you ever come down to Georgia, don't go here, don't go here, don't go here. <laughs> you go to Tennessee, don't go here, don't go here. Alabama, don't go here, don't go here. I'm like, damn shit. Rather than tell me, like, the good spots to go to, he tells me, like, don't go there. Like, Shelly, don't go there. <laughs> okay. I like rednecks. Not that kind. No, no. Don't do that. Like, you'll be in danger. No. He was very daddyish about it. Like, no. <laughs> You're not going there. Just stay away from there. It was funny. I loved it. Um, Daisy, Suzanne, I'm always so glad to see you online. Aw. UST3, if I can come get you, I would. Yes, she would. Yes, she would. Hell, I would too. Shit. Could you imagine, like, me, her, Lady Autumn Sky, Inya? Oh, my God. that Those dudes wouldn't know what hit them. For fuck's sake. We'll have Rabbit in the front with her shotgun. She'd just be like, don't try it. I'm a, I'm a dead shot. I'm a crack shot. Let's go. Want to go? Want to go, Sonny? We'll go. Bust you out. <laughs> like let's go bring a dog bring a horse don't bring a boar <laughs> don't bring wild boar um unless it's dead because that's good eating that's fine but yeah no there's there's so many people who encouraged me and i i don't know what to do to show them how influential they are because they really are. They good hearts, good, good spirits, and good intentions, and they really do have a good impact on people. Um, I've had a lot of people really that I didn't imagine even knew who I was step up and be like, "No, like I care about you." I'm like, "What? Why? Like you never talked." And it's, see, it's weird to me because there are people out there listening to me and they're getting to know me and they know really wonderful parts of my life. They know really embarrassing parts of my life. They know really traumatic parts of my life. And so they have this understanding of me. They've seen me interact with all sorts of people, you know, and I think think they understand that this is me you know you might not like different parts of my personality but i'm not going to hold them back just because you don't like them this is me you don't like it go i've told you if you think i'm too much go out there and deal with less go find less see if it makes you happy it won't or maybe it will maybe you want something simple and like on the surface I don't want that. I want I I want the full chaos. I do. I want the chaos. Holy shit, I'm having a deja vu moment. Cuz I have done this before. In fact, what I say next, I already know what I say next because I'm going to say Despite what 
people may think or whatever. I owe a lot of what I'm doing here now. I owe me even being on YouTube still. Me having a purpose. Me not having cuts in my arms that are fresh and new. Um, slap. No, simple doesn't need to be superficial, but a lot of people will will make the simplicity turn into something superficial because they don't know any other way. Like they know just like surface value. They don't, they don't want to deal with anything deeper than that. Like it's just, it's, I'm talking about like, like the simple people that like do the trophy wife thing or whatever. Like they don't realize what's beneath the surface and they don't care. They don't care how messed up, you know, that, that chick is. I don't care what she's been through. She's just got to stay pretty, shut her mouth and be like, hee, hee, hee. that's it. That's her job. As long as nobody sees what goes on behind the curtains, you know, he don't care what happens behind the, behind the scenes. But yeah, no, simple doesn't always mean superficial, but I'm talking more the people who make simple be superficial. Because they just don't want to invest in anybody. Well, that's the thing. So, yeah. Shallow is what I'm describing. Yeah. But what I mean by simple is they, they don't, they don't care what drives the person they're with. They don't care what effect their words have. They expect their expectation is I'm the provider. I have the money. You're the pretty one. That's all. Just be there and look pretty and don't cause me problems. Like, because they don't want to do the complex emotions. They don't want to, you know, invest because maybe they're afraid too. Or maybe they just, they're selfish and don't have time. It could go either way. Uh, we got to find a way to hide Daisy Girl Williams, T-Rex. Oh, God. I could just imagine T-Rex being like, Suzanne. It's like, <laughs> Daisy, Daisy Girl, Daisy. It's T-Rex. <laughs> Follow the sound of my voice. I can see him doing that. Oh, my God. Her hiding in the back of the cab. <laughs> I was going to say fear is probably their motivation. Fear is a lot of people's motivation. I, fear drives putting people down. Fear drives um, complimenting people sometimes. I'm. I feel fear all the time but i don't like to give into it so like i'm terrified of getting up here and talking to you guys i'm terrified that somebody's gonna show up and be like you know what you're fucking this you're that i hate you da, 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 da. i wish you were dead i know people can deal with that and i will in time but the first time that happens and i know it will i'm gonna cry <laughs> i'm gonna cry in private and I'm going to beat myself up over it and wonder what I did to deserve that. And I will get distracted and I will get over it. See, that's the second part. Yeah. Slap said you get burned enough that fear turns into ice. It does. You, you do turn off parts of yourself. I don't, I don't know that I can ever fall in love. 
I know I love people. I know I get crushes. I know um, I fantasize about people, you know, that, you know, it's like, why not? Because I'm, I'm here by myself. What am I doing? But I don't know that I can fall in love. I don't know that I can, that I could ever believe that somebody would be in love with me. I've seen people in love. Like I see the expert and his wife and I see how he just, he gets so happy when she's amused. When he can make her laugh, it's like you just gave him the world. And she's totally irreverent of who he is. Like he's got all these people in chat. Is it is, you know, but, and we love you and whatever. And she gets on, she's like, you're an idiot. And the thing is, she says it in such a way that he goes, I oh, know. Like, <laughs> he's like, I am. He just agrees. And he knows he's not. And she knows he's not. But it's their affectionate little banter. You know, I, I'm old school. I know calling somebody an idiot like that doesn't mean they're an idiot. You're not being insulting. You know, I, when I really, really feel close to somebody, I'll start calling them a jerk. I'm like, fuck you. You're an asshole. Like, because I feel comfortable saying that, that they're not going to run away and be like, oh, she hurt my feelings. Like, no, you know, it's something. If I'm saying, oh, I hate you. It means, you know, like, wow, you really, you made me laugh. And I really, I didn't expect that. I don't, I don't know what to say. So I hate you. Like, it's, that's just what I do. Um, And usually the more I beat up on you, like verbally, like the more little names I come up with for you, the more I care about you. So when I'm like, oh, you're an ass. I, why do I talk to you? Like anything like that. It means, you know, like I'm enjoying our friendship. I'm comfortable here. You know, I, I love this relationship. I love this dynamic. And I, I'm content to just do this. Like this makes me happy. But I'm I'm afraid. Slap Murphy said, Oh, you can fall, Shelly. I hear it in your voice. You seem to look for the cliff before before you'd allow yourself to fall. I'm too afraid. And what is there? What can I offer? And this goes back to the whole value system. I know I'm very intelligent. I know I'm funny. I know I'm loving. I'm nurturing. I'm also um, overbearing, pushy, insecure. So I'm always asking questions. And um, I'm unsure of everyone around me. Because every time I think I'm okay, it's okay to take a step outside. I get attacked. Rabbit, do not forget, Rabbit, 9 o'clock tonight on Shizzy's. I'm not going anywhere right now, but Rabbit is leaving. Please, 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 please. Shizzy Wiznut, 9 p.m. 
on self-sustaining things and how to be self-sustaining. It will be Shizzy, Valhalla, Fast Group, and our own beloved rabbit. And she's going to be amazing. Amazing. We love you, rabbit. I love you very much. You, I can't wait to see the show tonight. You're going to fucking knock them dead. Knock them dead, knock them dead, knock them dead. We believe in you. We'll be cheering for you. Texas Jen said she can't wait for that. And Slap said, have a great day, rabbit. Thank you, Rabbit, for putting up a link to your own. Shizzy <laughs> Wisnut presents self-sustaining. There you go. That's the YouTube video for the live tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on Shizzy's channel. And I expect everybody to be there and bring a friend because Rabbit deserves all our support. Nobody's better to us than Rabbit is. So we should all be there for her. And Chizzy needs the watch hours anyway. <laughs> and we could learn something. But yeah, so I'm crying. Of course I am. Because that's what I do. Crying is good. It's cathartic. It's better if I cry than if I fucking have a breakdown later and like break something. Because that's what I do. So and crying is better. At least it's over with. It's not for self-promotion, but it's good information. It doesn't matter. Nobody, it's not for self-promotion. Nobody's promoting you, rabbit. <laughs> Nobody's promoting you. We are going there to support you and to learn from you because you know a lot of shit. Good shit. Helpful shit. So let us be there for you, damn it. I love you. Rabbit's like, you are not too big for me to beat your ass. I'm like, no, really not. But what we were talking about was, you know, I don't, I don't know. And that's the self-worth thing. I don't know that I can love anybody because I don't see why anybody would put up with me. I'm a lot. You know, and I can be as, you know, out there and show as much bravado as I want going, oh, yeah, if I'm too much, go find less. That's a great catchphrase, but I am a lot. I'm a lot to handle. I am headstrong, stubborn. I never shut up. I always interrupt. I am always going to laugh too loud. I am always going to be... Um, the girl of questions. What's the matter? You okay? You okay? You okay? Because never once did I not check the temperature of the room every couple hours. Like if I'm with somebody that I care about, but I'm not entirely sure what their, I guess, tolerance levels are and everything, like their preferences. I will ask the same question over and over. You okay? You okay? Anything going on? You okay? Everything good? Like, and 
it can get like, yes, I'm fine. But then there are those times where everything seems okay. And I'm like, are we okay? And are you okay? No. Okay. What's the matter? Like, cause if you're, if there's something bothering you, just tell me whatever it is, just, just tell me, get it off your chest. You're going to feel better. Can I come up with a solution every time? No, I can't. But sometimes I could just sit there and listen. Uh, Suzanne said, T3 left my fucking ass off. I'm going hunting for wild boar next month. Gonna bag me six of them before I start working at the butcher shop. Nice. Nice. Loin of boar. Mm, that'd, be, that'd be fucking good, Benny. Oh, my God. That's Spanish for pork. But um, what do I have to offer? That's how I look at it. Like, What do I have? I spend most of my life on YouTube. Um, I have two almost grown children who probably will never um, leave me. At least one of them never will. So it's never going to be like that, you know. Oh, the house is just ours. She's always going to be in the house. <laughs> I just got to put her on the other side of the house. But I don't know. Being married, I loved being married. I just didn't like being married to him. You know, he gave me scraps of attention and affection. And he did it so well over such a long amount of time. That I would beg for those scraps. And I'd be grateful for them. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. I. That convinced me that I just wasn't somebody worth being around. Like my own husband didn't want to be around me. And I guess I was young enough to be naive and stupid. And everything was like life or death. And today's the end of the world. Because you know. Oh my god. Somebody like hurt my fifis. Like. In your 20s, that's what life is. Everything is dramatic. You know, in your 30s, you're like, fuck it. By your 40s, you're like, are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding? I just, just, I just want to go have a nice dinner. And if we could have it in the house, even better. Because I'd rather wear, you know, my yoga pants than put on jeans and be all like constricted. Like, I want to just eat my damn dinner. And I'm set in my ways. I've been living in this apartment for 20 years. I've been on my own. No one helping me for 20 years. I raised two kids by myself for the past 20 years. I worked my ass off. I got a college degree. I went and learned how to kickbox and kick somebody's ass if they fuck with me. I went and did so many things in the last 20 years. But the one thing I didn't fucking do was fall in love because I I didn't want it. I mean, I wanted it, but I didn't want to get hurt by it again. I didn't want my heart broken. I didn't want to get left. I didn't want to lose. And it felt like I was going to because I couldn't imagine somebody voluntarily loving me. Because let's look at my childhood. Who did? My parents, they didn't. I mean, I'm sure they felt it on some level, but 
shit was kept secret. Like, <laughs> I, I was a, I was a nuisance. I was just, I was just there to give them things to be, you know, like boastful about outside the house. Don't be proud with me because God forbid I know you're proud. No, go tell everybody else like the great things so that you could show off. What do you do? What do you do when you have nothing to offer somebody? Is Bronca right? Like I, I had to make certain decisions in my life because I made a couple bad ones and that set the course I could you know be a slam hound like some people and just jump from dick to dick and parade all these guys through my house and let my kids get attached and see the mommy's a hoe like give them that impression so they lose any respect for me or I could just raise my kids and concentrate on that and concentrate on you know fixing me and that's what I did I did the improvement stuff. I did therapy. I did the go back to school. I did the, I'm all in it for my kids. And I did all of that. And it was lonely. So why would I think now I have anything left to offer? I'm, I'm not young anymore. I don't look like I looked in my 20s. I don't feel like I felt in my 20s. I'm not, I'm not giving any more babies. Men, I don't care what age they are. They want babies. Most of them want babies. Especially if they have one, they want babies. I can't do the whole giving babies thing. And now with me sick, I would never put this on another person. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be some chore for them. And that's exactly what, what I would be. And I can't do it. And that's my self-worth. So I lean into the things that I put value in, in myself, intelligence, uh, being emotionally vulnerable, um, being open about my past, being um, being there for the people that need somebody to say, "Hey, I I get it. I I've felt that pain. I've been in that place. I've suffered that injustice. I've suffered that indignity. You know, I I know how you're feeling. You're like Nick said, you're not a piece of shit." People love to make other people feel like pieces of shit. And I'm not here for that. That's not my job on this earth. To make somebody feel like crap. Have I done it? Yep. God, I was a royal bitch for decades. Because I had so much trauma and pain. I wanted everybody to hurt. Everybody was going to pay the way I was paying every day. Then I had my son and something changed. And, you know, there are people who say I'm angry, whatever. It's funny because 
once I got out of a frustrating relationship, I wasn't angry anymore. So see, cause and effect. You take away the trigger and the anger doesn't appear. So there you go. One, two, three. My anger demons were slayed. But I got lucky. You know, I got lucky and that was something I could deal with right away. And I'm lucky for the friends I have. I'm lucky, you know, for Suzanne, for Rabbit, for Daisy. I love that I have Texas Jen. I have Jen with no filter. I have Melissa Jane. I have Miami Spice, Danielle. There's Expert. There's, you know, White Rabbit. There's um, Slap. And there's, um, like, I, I can't even name them all. There's Lady. There's Inya. There's... Nick's there's 357 there's all these amazing amber and all these amazing people who they brighten my day they give me these little these little I don't know like little goals every day like I love when I'm talking to amber I love to make her snort I can get through a whole day just making her snort once makes my day texas jen i love talking to texas jen she's great she's absolutely amazing she's hilarious and she's she's got a genuine you know good heart jen with no filter same amazing spirit good heart you know the expert and white rabbit again generous very caring people who absolutely are in sync with one another and adore one another last night made me so happy to see them just on screen together because it's been a while and they were in a super playful mood and the banter was going and the smiles were going and I reveled in it. I swear to God, it just that kind of that kind of relationship emanates this beautiful energy that just kind of washes over you. And you're just party was like, God, I want that. And the other part is, oh, my God, I'm so glad that I can. I can be here to like witness this because it does exist. Look, here's proof. It's proof of life, proof of love. You know, it's, it's there. It's possible, you know, and you could be, you know, pessimistic and be like, that's because they're lucky. No, it's because it was the right person at the right time. They found one another at the right time, the way they were meant to. And they went through whatever they went through so that when they did meet, they would appreciate one another. That's why when sometimes when you meet people, you're like, you know, I, yeah, like I didn't really think that he and I would get along, but then I don't know what happened. It was just, and we never looked back. Like it just clicked. It's a beautiful thing. It's a thing that I aspire to find. It's something I feel I will hunt my entire life. Daisy 
I love Alanis Morissette. She was a demon chaser from hell. Well, apparently I'm the devil. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. So he was willing to make him a deal. When he came upon a young man sawing on a on a piddle, on a piddle, on a fiddle and playing it hot. The devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I love that song. I will happily be the devil. Happily. Because the devil was very much loved by God. He just had a big mouth and attitude. I have no doubt that at the end, God will forgive not only all of humanity, but will cleanse the devil and take him back into the fold. Because I think by then he'll have learned his lesson. That's why I don't believe in a hell. I really don't. I believe there's like a hell for now. But at the end, I don't see. I know God is greedy. He likes to keep the shit he makes. So he might punish us in hell for a while. But I think when it ends, he's going to take everybody back, including Satan. I think that he will take that boy and shake the evil out of him because he's got the power. And just cleanse him. Because I think he'll have learned his lesson if he's restored to what he was. And you're sorry, in and out as usual. That's all right. So it's my brain. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> the bonus song on Jagged Little Pill was powerful. Which one was that? Girl, you could love anything you want. I, I have a thing for... Um, Don McLean's song Crossroads if ever there was a song to fit my interpretation of my life that's it especially now like <laughs> you remember who I was can you still see me can you find my pain can you heal me lay your hands upon me now and cast this darkness from my soul you alone can light my way. You alone can make me whole once again. And it, it's perfect because it goes, you know, you know, I've heard about people like me, but I never made the connection. <laughs> they walk both sides to set them free and find they walk the wrong direction. You know, and that's that's how my whole life has been. I make the decision I think is right. And I just. I make it out of emotion. And I usually make it thinking of somebody else. Or with the intention of being with somebody else or holding on to somebody else. And I don't think about, you know, like, what am I doing for me? Like, what point is, do I say I have to take care of myself? I'm lucky to have you guys. I'm lucky to have the kids I have. You know, I'm lucky to have the in real life friends that I have, even though they're right now just as fucked up as I am. That's all right. We'd be fucked up together. But I mean, all that. I do feel lucky. I couldn't have gotten through the last two months without many, many people who have been here to visit today 
or who will visit through a you know re replay or whatever. You're putting Discord, okay? What do you put in Discord? <laughs> You're what? Listen. Talking about the whole self worth. This is the dark part. This is the part where, you know, this has been the dark part where it gets emotional. It's hard. I don't see in myself what I should, I guess. I I see that I'm funny. I see that I'm smart. That's it. Those are my, you know, like, those are my good points. You know, I, yeah, I can talk anybody about anything on any subject i'll be fine but is that a good thing or because in my house i just talk too much so it was, that was a very bad thing they wanted me to be quiet um, and it's almost like everything i had to say then is coming out now i have i have a hard time thanking people correctly in my eyes i it i'm so grateful for any little little thing and yet i always feel like i don't show enough gratitude like i'm not i'm like do they not see how much this means to me <laughs> and it's, i don't know i never feel like i'm i'm outwardly grateful enough because i do keep a lot inside you guys get to see like the the part of me that i'm willing to share because it's okay it's acceptable um but like the really dark stuff i can't share that the really depressing stuff i can't share that yet We'll get there. I believe we'll get there. Because somebody will need to hear it. It's a lot easier for me to share the rough stuff. You know, the, the real painful stuff. When I know there's a purpose. I don't want to share that stuff just to share. I don't want to put it into the universe in words. I don't want to put that image in people's heads. because. Nobody should ever even have to think that, let alone fucking live it. But I will at some point because somebody's going to need me to say it. And I, I anticipate eagerly that day and I dread that day in equal measure because it's going to be the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And it's going to hurt. But it's also going to be very freeing and very healing. Not just for me, but for the people who hear it, who can relate to it. Who can love themselves more because they know somebody else went through exactly what I went through. And it's not their fault. Does that mean it's not my fault? Does that mean I don't have to carry this the rest of my life? Like, I don't have to be ashamed? Someday we're going to learn how to get rid of the shame. And then, oh my God, then your self-worth is going to shoot through the ceiling. Or maybe your self-worth will go up and that's how you deal with the shame. You overpower it. I don't know.
but we're going to find out. We're going to get there. I'm very grateful. And I know it's, it's a, it's a weird friendship. I would never have seen coming. But he's, he's truly like, he's, he's my best friend. And he's been there every step of the way for me. And that would be winning, winning reality. Uh, it's, it's very nice. That's not even like, correct it's very um stabilizing very stabilizing when you know somebody is consistent you know they're genuine and you know they're strong i don't have to be strong all the time i don't have to talk all the time i could just be quiet and just be you know, and it's the constant, like, you can, you can do this. Like, no, this is what you're good at. What's your purpose? What's your, this, the constant pushing, 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 pushing. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. That he literally drilled it into my head because there were days I could barely, you know, like lift my head off the chair because I was so depressed and so ready to just say fuck it why did i why did i ever fight to get healthier why did i fight those illnesses why did i fight those infections i should have just gone and he didn't let me stay in that place he pulled me out forcefully from that very dark dark slippery slope and have a morning show I go on live whenever I fucking feel like it. I go on other people's streams. I go to other people's chats. I talk about whatever I want to talk about. I ignore who I need to ignore. I welcome everyone. You know, and it's because I wasn't allowed to give up. I mean, yes, there were a lot of other people who were, you know, helping me out and everything else and being there for me. And I love every one of you for it but he was like like that worried mother hen over me <laughs> but harsh like he no like i'm not i'm not dealing with your bullshit i'm not letting you talk bad about yourself i'm not letting you dwell in this bullshit like do you want to be a part of the world do you want to be you know like happy do you want to move on like, do you want to be you or do you want to be what other people say you are, what other people think you are? Like, where's your value? Who determines your value? Is it you or is it them? You know, like, what makes you think that you have less say, you know, basically in how valuable you are to the world than somebody else? Maybe the person next to you doesn't see your value. Maybe the person next to them doesn't. Maybe it'll take four or 500 people down the road before somebody goes, God, you're everything I ever like wanted. Because believe me, there are people out there who will love you exactly as you are. 
warts and um, warts and farts and carts galore. I was going for an ART kind of thing. But, I mean, they'll just love you no matter what. No matter how difficult you are. Well, they might love you because you're difficult. You're a challenge. They may love you because they know that you're open to loving them. They may love you just because you're there. They may love you because your eyes are a certain color or, you know, you were talking and all of a sudden you just made their heart skip a beat. You know, people love for all different reasons. Yeah, it's, it's up to us to determine that, yes, I'm, I'm worth that. I can do this. You know, I have wonderful things about me that you don't even know. Oh my goodness. Fat bottoms girl, fat bottomed girls makes you cry. Fat bottom girls, they make the rocking world go round. Yeah. I know I was totally off tune, but whatever. <laughs> Daisy, my mom and Mima loved Chicago, Rod Stewart, and the late mother-in-law loved Elton. I listen when I need a good cry. Yeah. Daisy, it's funny because you remind me every single time I see your name or hear you that my grandmother's, one of her favorite songs was Daisy, Daisy, Give Me Your Answer Do. And it's, you know, A Bicycle Built for Two is the name of the song. But she loved that song. And my daughter, when she was little, had this Valentine's Mickey uh, VHS tape that I had bought her. And she was, I want to watch, I want to watch. Said, all right. That was her Valentine's Day gift, one of many. And we're all sitting in the living room, me, her, my grandmother, and my Uncle Pat, and Billy. And she puts the, the thing in. And it starts playing, and one of the first songs on that, because it was a whole video thing, was Daisy. It was Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do. I'm half crazy, all for the love of you. It won't be a stylish marriage. I can't afford a carriage. But you'll look sweet upon the seat of a bicycle built for two. And it was such a cute song, and my daughter loved it so much. And my grandmother, my Uncle Pat was like, Kate, it's your favorite song. I, apparently, she sang it a lot when she was little. <laughs> and I, it must have been one of the saloon roles that she learned um, as a teenager. And she did. She used to love it. She was crazy about that song. When it came on, she was so excited. So, of course, I had to learn to, to sing that song. And I could, she would just, Michelle, sing the song. Yay. Let's just keep going. But yeah, I, I always think of that song when I see your name and it makes me think of my grandmother and I get happy. You know, thinking about my grandmother, I'm just like, oh, but yeah, it's an excellent song. <laughs> get on my bike and ride. That's right. Oh, Lord. But. There are all sorts of songs. Come on. You know, what kind of song puts you in like a funny mood? See, if I need to cheer myself up, I'll play like a really stupid song like Dear Penis. 
Oh my God, that song makes me laugh so hard. Uh, <laughs> um, if I want to be really, really like upbeat or whatever, I'll put on like um, Walking on Sunshine or Walk Like a Man. Because Jesus, how can you be depressed when you're singing anything by like the Four Seasons? Um, Frankie Valley. It's, nah, I just love it. It's like a good hug from your mima. Put another new song in Discord. Aw, cool. Back by Eminem. God, that that one Eminem song with Rihanna. Oh my God, I can't. the The one with the um, I love the way you lie. Everything that he talks about in there, I'm like, oh my God, I know that that conversation so well. That hey, you know, I love you. Come on back in. Come back inside. Come on promise i will never do it again baby i love you baby and i fell for it over time because we all want to be loved we want somebody to want us to love us and we're willing sometimes to believe the lie if especially if we love them and the lie allows us to believe they love us back oh that's tempting <laughs> I love the Space Monkey song by Eminem. Do you now? Did you ever talk to Mike about that? I'm a space power monkey. <laughs> like, why not? But yeah, no, like, there were a lot of people who, I don't know, they, they mock my friend. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Because he doesn't deserve to be mocked. He's been a really good friend to me. He has given a lot of time, a lot of attention, and has listened to a lot of bitching and moaning and crying from me and never turned me away. Never once said, no, I don't want to listen to your bullshit. And I totally expected him to. I did. I totally expected him to be like, I don't want to listen to you anymore after like a day. And he never did. And I owed him some really shitty truths that I didn't want to tell him about me. I owed him um, the truth of like everything. And so I told him. And he wasn't mad at me. And he forgave me for something that I was really ashamed of. Just wrote it right off. In the past, don't worry about it. That's not you now. Oh, okay. And I started doing that. I started putting things slowly but surely behind me and seeing that maybe I am worth something. Maybe I am worth fighting for, especially if I'm the one fighting. And I got to this point where I was just like, you know what? Okay. I like this road. I like this road that I'm on. I'm going to stay on this road. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to try to keep the memento up. The memento. Hi, memento, Maury, because you're out there somewhere. I said your name. If he pops in, I told you, psychic, not psycho. Oh, no, psycho, not psychic. I forget which one I am. Anyway, mine says don't be a, don't be a cunt, and it's a tattoo. 
I know. I said the Nona word. They could suck it. My Mima had a plaque in her kitchen that said, Lord, help me this day to keep my big mouth shut. And I'm just like her. But mine says, don't be a cunt, and it's a tattoo. Yeah, well, you know. I don't have any of those things. It's my face says it all. Like, <laughs> people, they don't, I don't think they really get it. Because, like, I told you before, Marty would be like, you know, oh, I don't want you to do this. I, are you sure they're not going to yell at you? <laughs> Marty, people don't yell at me. He was just like, oh. <laughs> and he was my boss. And he was just like, oh, like, yeah, that's right. I forgot who I was talking about. Because you yell at me, I yell back. And a lot of people face to face is so different than when you're a keyboard warrior. Because trust me, you would not want to fight with me face to face. Oh, no. <laughs> I have devilish looks. Apparently, I can see through to your soul and everything else. I've been told that. My friend Vic once told me he was talking, and I looked up at him because he's super tall. And he goes, and he just stopped talking. I was like, "What? Why are you staring at me?" He goes, "You got the kind of eyes that can just rip a man's soul out." I was like, "Really? How am I doing?" It was like, no, my soul's still there, but it wants to jump out. Oh, no, that's good. Good to know. Good to know. It's reluctant. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I used to say to everybody, like yours says, don't be a cunt. And mine used to be like, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> like, just remember, you're fucking awesome. That was my thing. That and today ain't your day and tomorrow ain't looking too good either. <laughs> Or you picked the wrong one. And that's that's my friggin' motto for life. Whenever anybody approaches me, you picked the wrong one. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be brave. Don't be Billy Badass. Like, I will kick your ass. No, pro no problem. You see these crazy videos of these bitches? I'll punch you dead in your shit. That's what I say. That's my, my saying. I'll punch you dead in your shit. I will fuck you up. I will knock your teeth down your throat. All those funny little affectionate terms we New Jersey people say. And it, it is a Jersey thing. We, threats are like hugs. That's what like people don't get. <laughs> Remember, I love you sounds aggressive when I say it because it's just, I'm just a very like rah kind of person. I'm the one who's going to be standing there like bouncing on the balls of her feet. Like, are we going? Are we going? Are we going? Are we going? Like, I'm very excitable. And uh, that just bubbles over to, you know, my temper. So, yes, I'm very passionate. I'm very emotional. I'm very um, balls to the wall. I am all in. You know, I don't do things by half. I don't do excitement by half. I don't do dark stuff by half. I don't do light stuff by half. I am all in. And when I believe in people, when I love people, when I am trusting and open to different ideas and to all these different things and to sharing experiences and sharing the ups and the downs and being 
you know, sympathetic and being understanding, but still having all my principles, all my morals, all my ideals, and being able to stand on them and say, you know what? This is why I can be here for you. This is why I need you here for me. This is why, you know, we're friends. It takes all the guesswork out because then I'm not like worried about, oh, you know, are they just doing this? Nobody's using me. You know, nobody's abusing me. Nobody is taking advantage of me. Nobody is mocking me in my private life. I am having so much fun in my private life. I am. I'm enjoying learning and doing and trying new things and having new ideas and going, you know what? I could do this and I could do that and I could do that because every decision that I make, I'm the one making it. Can I talk to my friends about it? Absolutely. Do they get to tell me what to do? Not one fucking bit. And none of them are trying to. None of them are saying, hey, I couldn't find you. Where the hell have you been? I was having my life. Like, what? what's the point? Like, they're very like, oh, you went out? Oh, that's so awesome. What'd you do? Was it fun? Oh, my God. You don't have to tell me, but oh, my God, did you have fun? Like, it's everybody's excited for all of us to succeed. You know, that's, that's the company I want to keep. That is what I have started to surround myself with is positive people who are improving themselves, who are trying to, you know, cross promote and cross, you know, raise everybody up because they know they're not going to do it on their own and they don't want to. They don't want to be this sole, you know, like, look at me. I made it. None of you bastards did. Like, it's why, but it's not a competition. You know, this is everybody trying to rise up. And the best way to do it is to rise up together. You know, one goes up a little bit, pulls another one up. The one behind him pulls that one up, pulls that one up, pulls that one up. Uh, Keyboards make people's balls grow bigger. Yeah, but you know, they're still shooting blanks. Because they shoot from the brain and there's nothing there. so many damn notifications oh good god growing number of experts say it's time for people in high-risk groups to dust off those n95s oh fuck you uh-uh i just won't leave my house ever again i literally will be like no send the fucking lymphedema people here nope not doing it not doing it uh i have not found the, ball, the balls key on my keyboard yet you're so funny uh, does it hit your brain before your mouth? Yes. But if you let it out of my head, it might explode. If I don't let it out of my head, it might explode. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I'm like, my mouth sometimes runs independently of my brain, common sense, and principles. Because it's like, fuck this shit. And it just goes. Just like the word fuck. I don't say it much on anybody's stream, but I say it on mine all the time. Because it's my stream. I'm comfortable. And it's just a word. Dude, it's four letters strung together to elicit a particular sounding, you know, 
thing. My brain is gone. Uh, Daisy Williams. I've been popping over to the Whitmere trial occasionally. Glad to see Radix getting some support. Yes. Oh, where is she at? Um, Shizzy been there all day. Cool, cool. The expert dropped in. Legal vices. Flux. That's awesome. Wolfkinder. Hello. Yeah, I'll wind up like going into those chats and everything for the rest of the day. That's kind of why I'm drawing this out. But it is one o'clock in the afternoon. It is August 23rd. And I swear to God, guys, it's Wednesday. I am well aware it's Wednesday. I'm sorry I was convinced it was Monday, but it felt like a Monday. Like I said, I could not wake up this morning. It was so weird. Every time they woke me up, my body was like, yeah, we'll get up. My head said, nope, shut your eyes. Okay. Okay. Like, my mind is the dominant part of my body. And if my mind says, no, wait, no. But, yeah, no, I I was, they kept waking me up. And I was just like, yeah, 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 getting coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's Wednesday. Crap. Hiya, honey. Yeah, it's Wednesday, and I really, I was fighting with Caitlin that it was Monday. <laughs> I was convinced. She even said, wait, it's Wednesday. I said, no, it's not. Real snotty, too, because I just woke up. I was like, it's Monday. Then I look, And I was like, wait a minute. I already did a Monday show. Yesterday. See, I have to go. This is what's fucked up, and this is why y'all have to keep your schedules. Because I know what day it is based on who is doing what at night. Mm -hmm. That's what I base that on. Like, that's what my brain goes. Oh, well, the experts doing trivia, so it must be Tuesday. You know, like, okay. Or, you know, winning's doing the, you know, unveiling. So it must be Wednesday. Oh, look, there's Gary Thursday. Friday, what are we going to do? Let's work on some videos. Let's do this. Let's do that. That's Friday. Friday's always up in the air. It's like whatever. Saturday's party time. There we go. Let's get together. Let's talk. Let's chill. Let's learn. Let's laugh. Let's watch old shit. It doesn't matter. That's Saturday. Sunday is usually catch-up day. Like, should we like round up everything that went this week and like just do it, you know, like a stream and be like, hey, everything's good. <laughs> like let them know that we're good to start the week tomorrow. But yeah, that's that's how I tell the days of the week by who's on and what they're playing. Like, because everybody's got different shows. So y'all need to stick to your schedules because you're messing with my mind. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But yeah, no, I was totally convinced it was Monday. Absolutely convinced. I would have put money on it. I would have lost, but I would have put money on it because it felt like Monday. I'm kind of glad that it's Wednesday because fuck, half the week is over already, but I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I wasn't prepared at all. It came as a genuine shock to me that it was Wednesday. And we laughed. I fucking, I was hysterical. For like five minutes, just the way it happened, because I was just so sure of myself. And that's the thing. See, if you sound like you're sure of what you're talking about, nobody will question you usually. 
my grandmother used to say, she was like, you speak with such conviction. She was like, you actually just talk about things that you know nothing about, and I'm buying it because you sound so sure. Confidence is key. And that's my story for life. Like, as I grew up, yeah, these politicians and everything, confidence is key. They tell you that shit like it's the truth. Like, this is what happened. And I know this is what happened because I wrote it. You know? I wrote it. I was there. I was there in the room when something, you know, this big nothing burger happened, but I wrote this up because it's more interesting. And they told me to lie to you. So here you go. I don't know where that tangent went. I squirreled hard on that one because I've, I've been doing this now for five hours. So I'm pretty much like, done. Um, I just, you know, I don't want to end it on a shitty note. I want to end it on a high note. I had to give up watching so many streams. It was literally messing with my mental health. Oh, yeah. No, I'll go on. Um, I'll go on like different. Uh, like wellness vacations from YouTube. Um, not from YouTube itself, but from like my favorite creators. And like Nick always knows because he's like, where you been? Like, <laughs> There's no smart ass comments coming from. A little pink freaking icon that's you know bing 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 bing. Oh, I just I had to unplug, dude. He's like, but what do you watch? I'm just watching like I believe it or not, when I want to decompress, I either pick a series to watch and get invested in that until it's done, and then I feel like I'm recharged, or I find an area of interest on YouTube and completely immerse myself in hundreds of videos about the topic so sometimes it'll be religion and it'll be like i want to learn more about this book this book in the bible like i want to focus on this i want to focus on these people i want to focus on this type of event and i will completely drown in as much information as i can get for as long as i can get it soak it all up and then i'm like okay I'm armed with a whole bunch of shit. I'm good to go talk. I do. No, I hide in chats all the time because sometimes I just don't, I can't people. I just can't. Daisy, here's the thing. Lately, I don't know what kind of reception I'm going to get in chats. And so I was reluctant to go in them because sometimes I got a text, sometimes I didn't. And it was like, you don't know when. And now I'm at the point where I just don't give a fuck. You want to attack me? Go right ahead. I'm going to ignore the shit out of you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. You're not keeping me from talking to my friends. I'm going to lose out on time with my friends because somebody else wants to give me a hard time. Fuck them. You want to go be a little bitch? Go be a little bitch over there. With the bullying bullshit and name calling and a oh, little <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah, I do. I hide in chat sometimes. I'm being a lot more vocal lately because I just stopped giving a shit. I literally reached the point where I'm just like, oh, you know what? Just shove it. <laughs> I, I can't be bothered with this petty bullshit. Because you have to imagine there are people that you love that are not good for you. And you can keep loving them the rest of your life, which I will. But that doesn't mean you have to 
be a part of their life or let them be a part of yours for good or for not you know like it doesn't matter good or evil it you could just just close the door close the door i closed a couple doors and i'll never open them again because i just don't want to I, I feel no desire at all to ever go back through those doorways because I'm so much happier on this side. I'm so much freer. I am more myself. I am motivated. I am focusing on growing my channel and I can't wait for you guys to just, I, I had to make the member tears. So we're going to end this on a good note. I was sitting there last night and I was trying to, I, first of all, I get overwhelmed when I try anything new as far as like technology or whatever, because I, I don't read the fine print. I just click, 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 and then I'm done. And if I have to reach it, I get very like anxious. So winning had to like help me go through like all the different steps for monetization and everything else. And I'm sitting there going, this, this is so much like, and he's laughing at me because he's like, what is your problem? Think of a name. And I'm like, I can't. I'm like, it's too important. It's not coming to me. And over an hour, he sat there with me while he laughed at me and teased me because I couldn't come up with a goddamn name for my levels, for the members. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to eat. I haven't eaten like a whole day. All I had was a goddamn bagel early this morning. And he was like, yeah, 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 like making fun of me. And I ate half of an eggplant sandwich, which of course that was a whole thing. And it just hit me. And I was like, oh my God, see, I was getting hangry. I was like, I was really getting like, you know, hungry, stupid. And I I figured out what my member levels were going to be called. And I think it's so cute. I do have to look for like personal emojis. If anybody's got like, emoji templates that you know, they know of send them to me or give me a link to where i could go to get them or whatever daisy i'm glad you got your watch hours and a lot of that was due to you daisy a lot of that was due to you daisy was dedicated dedicated in just letting my shit run in the background all day all night she didn't care so yeah she was she was there for like most of those watch hours. <laughs> so thank you, Daisy. I appreciate everything you did. I really do. Because I took so many, I lost all my watch hours when I took down anything that had to do with, you know, certain people. Um, I wasn't stupid though. I left one of them up. Um, I was scared the ones I did before July or in July didn't count. No, no, no. They counted. They counted. Don't worry. It's for a year. It's watch hours for the year. So I'm well over the 3,000. I'm, I'm, you know, slothing toward 4,000 now. Uh, I probably got you 24-7 per month. Yeah, you probably did. You probably did. And it, it made a difference. Those 3,000 are not easy to hit when you've been off your channel for like six months. So it's just. And I caught up real quick and I put in for the monetization because I got approved for everything. So now I just set everything up and 
I have to do one last step before it's ready to like appear. So I'm happy. I'm so proud that I got myself there, like with the subscriptions and stuff like that. Even the watch hours, a lot of that, you know, it's all my work. Yeah, you watched it over and over and over, but I put that out there. Thank you, Daisy. You're, oh, you're so sweet. You really are so sweet. I can't thank you enough. It felt so good to get that approval. Because I was, between when I applied and when I got approved, it was something like 27 hours through the whole thing. Which was like, wow, that was fast. If they were saying it's going to be a month, no, apparently not. And I did it. it. And even if I was to lose monetization, it would piss me off. But it's like, okay, I still made it there. I did it. Me. Without my big friends. You know, so I had my friends here helping me. I didn't need to lean on anybody big. I didn't go there. Um, and that was important to me because of certain things. Thank you, Wolfie. Jess understands. She gets it. But, yeah, no, I wanted to do it on my own. And I did. And I'm proud. I'm proud of me. I don't have a lot of things to be proud of. There's not a whole lot I could accomplish to where I'm at right now. But I did that. Which proves I still can affect things in this world. I can still earn things in this world. And that is very important because I was beginning to feel really helpless. Hopeless, more like. Because I felt useless. Ineffectual. Irrelevant. And I don't feel that way now. I love that I did this. I love myself today. I don't usually love myself. I mean, I like her. She's all right. But I'm usually more focused on loving the people outside of me. You know, like the people around me. But I deserve that love too. You guys always help me remember that. Because I'm always telling you, you got to love yourself. and. There's this voice going, do you ever listen to your own advice? Because my mother said I should have a t-shirt that says, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> because I lead by bad example. Like, I, I live my life so you know what not to do. It's like, oh, would Shelly do this? Then we're changing plans. <laughs> if she was going to do it, I wouldn't. I love you guys. I do. I love you. I love how you make me laugh. I love it when I can make you laugh. Um, there's just so much here. There's so much to be discovered about one another. There's so much to change in the world. And I want to be a force for change. I want to change things for the better. I want people to feel safer, happier, less angry. <coughs> I want my kids to play. I know they're grown. I don't give a shit. Everybody should play. Thank you for spanking on you today. Why are you thanking me for spanking on you? Spanking? I mean, I'll spank you happily, Daisy. You know I will because I'm that kind of girl. 
I'm easy like that. But and we friends, we friends. Friends help each other out once in a and once in a while. You never know. But uh, much needed. Shit, my best relationships have been with my friends. They're the most fulfilling sexual relationships I had too. Because <laughs> I was never uncomfortable. It's like uh, there was no pressure. There was no pressure. Please, these are people who have seen me in labor and shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, pew, 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 I'm going to have to go watch Ahsoka all over again because I have a feeling I missed a lot. <laughs> I was just, I was so tired. <laughs> I was so tired. And I was, I was so excited to see it, but my brain was like, go to sleep. And then this morning it was like, don't wake up. See, be careful what you wish for. I was like, God, I wish I would never wake up again. This morning it was like, mm, she don't want to wake up. Like, ma, <laughs> open your eyes. <clears throat> oh, she's alive, just not awake. Like, <laughs> don't, what do you want? Everything? God. Fucking kids do ask for the world. Anyway, I have been jabbering on for five hours. I'm hoping we're leaving on a high note because Jesus Christ, there was so much that we went over today. So much about self-worth. And let me tell you something. If you don't feel you have self-worth, here's an exercise you could do that I did with my kindergartners. Now they did who could be a bucket filler, right? So they would, you know, make compliments about each other, say good things about one another and fill the compliment bucket so that the class would be overflowing with positivity. Now, depending on the class, if I had little shitheads, the pail was kind of small because I knew they weren't going to come up with much. And then I had classes where I could literally like just hand these kids two blank pieces of paper. They'd tear them into bits right on each piece and fill like a good like five gallon thing with nothing but compliments. I could do that with one of my classes. Most of them, though, were, they fell in between. I think you should do your own bucket. Like, get a nice, like, mason jar. You know, decorate it. Put a ribbon on it or just something. And put a stack of post-its next to it with a pen next to it. And make it fancy. Like, decorate your jar. And every day, write something good about you. and fold it up and put it in invite your family to do the same say hey if you like something about me could you write it on a post-it and fold it up and put it in and whatever you think of something nice you put in eventually they're going to see post-its and think oh i i got something nice to say about her and go over and they're going to do that so you're creating like these compliments and knowing you know what this person thinks of you Kind of in the most concrete manner you can because he's writing it down or she's writing it down. And also you're conditioning this person to, oh, see a post-it, think of you and think of something good about you. And that's going to make them more positive to you. And that in turn will make you feel more positive and feel more upbeat. Like try it. You know, fill your bucket with compliments. 
with positivity, with motivation. And when it's all full or when you need it, stick your hand in the jar and take one out and be like, oh, you know, you need that. You need those little surprises of joy, those little praise, you know, like fastballs that come zooming in that you're like, where the hell did that come from? But holy shit, what an impact that had. Like, those are the ones you feel them. They hit, they land. Oh, I love you, Texas Jen. Yeah, but that's, you got to be kind to yourself. I try to compliment myself. I try to, you know, every day I'm like, come on, come up with something. It's like, oh, I am a really good cook. I I do love to crochet. I'm good at it. You know, like I'm I have a very organizational mind. Um, I'm very articulate. Uh all different things. And then uh, like other people will compliment me and I will store that in my mind. Because I need that later. Those things from other people, that's what I'm gonna fall back on when I'm getting attacked when I'm being hurt, when I'm being, you know, like vilified or, you know, devilized or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like when that shit is happening, I need positive things to keep me going, to make me say, don't, don't retaliate. Don't do this because you're, you're better than this. You know, your people are watching. Everybody's watching. Don't be that person. Be the better example. Be the change in the world you want to make. If I want people to get, stop being so angry, stop being so confrontational, stop being so mean, it has to start with me. It absolutely has to start with me. And who's the one person that I need above all to be kind to? to make her feel loved, to make her feel supported, to make her feel strong. Me. I got to turn that on me. I need the strength. I need the laughter. I need the love. I need the encouragement. And the best person to do that is me. I do it for everybody else. Why can't I do it for me? Well, I can, of course. I don't. And I've started and it's made a huge difference. It really has made a huge difference in my life. It has made me step back from situations and not react and not give in and not feed the beast. And I've learned <laughs> it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be late for something. It's okay to not know exactly what the person is asking for because you you're like squirreling all over i need better directions like <laughs> you said this but i don't get it like i i'm not afraid to ask questions i'm not afraid to put myself out there i'm not afraid to say things to people i'm not afraid to confront ukrainian flags that had questionable pasts and like to harass people online like just leave people alone go away Stop addressing me in the camera. Like, just stop. Like, if you see my name there, pretend you don't. Don't make me block you. 
I hate that. I don't block anybody. But him, I will. Because I just can't. I don't like to say I can't, but when I say I can't, it means I just, I've reached my limit. I'm done. So that one can stay over there. Because otherwise we'll get real mean. Real mean. I just, I, I don't want to be that person. I want to be. Welcome. I want to be a forest ranger. No. I want to be an Oscar Wilde wiener. No, that's not right. I, I know. What is it I want to be? Oh, that's right. I just want to be a decent person. That's the highest compliment I think we can really pay at this point for anybody. Because it's so hard to be a decent person. Because so much is permitted. So much nastiness is acceptable oh it's encouraged by society here you're not allowed to make fun of these freakazoids over here but these normal people yeah go ahead go after them screw that oh religion tear that shit to the ground but top surgery and chemical castration no don't talk about that oh my god we don't talk about that. No. Why don't we talk about that? Y'all are wrong for doing it. That's why you don't want us talking about it. And that's why we do. And that's why I'm so low in the goddamn algorithm. Because I don't shut my mouth. Daisy girl. Love you, Shelly. I'm going to go check out the Whitmetra. I'm going to close up here, baby. Um, Some more. They're back from lunch. And I'm praying defense can show out. Can show out somehow. Ah, all right. Well, you go do that. I'm sure a bunch of others would like to. Radix Virum rocks. Yes, she does. She kicks ass. She kicks ass. Um, have fun today. Be kind to yourself today. Fuck everybody else. Be kind to yourself today. That's your goal. Write things down that are good about you. Put them on the side. Read them when you're not feeling so hot. Have somebody else write them down. Come on, take part in these little exercises. I do them. I do every one of these, which I don't do it. I don't tell you. Like, I don't tell you to do it if I'm not willing to do it. And I've done it. I've, I've done the whole, you know, uh, what do I like about myself? And, you know, what do I think is good about myself? What do other people think that is good? That's a list you should make. What are compliments other people have given you? Because that means a lot more. That should tell you like what your value is outside of your own head. That should give you a better perspective. And in the meantime, if you need a boost, you know where I'm at. You know where I'm at. I would love to listen to you and talk to you and lift you up and make you feel better. Um, I love you guys. You guys give me a reason to get up and get out here and to just show that the world that there's proof of life. I'm alive. I'm alive. I think I feel like eating some devil dogs or maybe some deviled eggs. It's like a whole theme, but that's all right. It's okay. 
I came back to the light chili, running errands, getting stuff and things then. Good, 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 good. Yeah, no, we're ending it on a high note. I told everybody to write shit down that's good about themselves, especially from somebody else's perspective. So that, you know, when they're not feeling so hot, look, you have all these things to boost you up. And they don't lose their impact over time. A compliment will always be a compliment. The same way somebody dissing you is somebody dissing you. Like, you're always going to feel the sting. You could say you don't care all you want. I never said, well, maybe I said it, but I didn't mean it like that. Like, I, I care. It affects me. But am I going to hold on to it? Fuck no. Oh, you think that? You hurt me? Good job. Good aim. Fuck you. And I move on. That's it. That's where you got to be. Nobody's opinion really matters. It really doesn't. We want to be loved. We want to be liked. Of course we do. We want to be appreciated for the things we do, for the effort we put through, for the time we put through. I stay zero fucks, but not really. Yeah, like, for the most part, I don't have a fuck to give. But then, then there's one that, that little corner of my heart that goes don't care like it's that little girl that you know just wanted somebody to pick her up and you know oh put her on a swing instead of like you know abuse her that little girl was like just tell me you love me instead of telling me oh you're so smart you better keep getting a's or i'm gonna lock you in the basement you know that little girl that just wanted to be loved. That's all she wanted. Hugs. Love. That's it. She didn't get it. And it's okay because I've gotten to the point where that little girl, I'll take care of her. I'll love her. I forgive her because I know she wasn't at fault. Inya, I love you so much. She said her phone is dying. Don't thank me. You needed this today. Well, you know, I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> That's how it goes. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And sometimes on the weekend. But it's nice that I could just, you know, it's my show. I can go on when I want to. So, I don't know. As, as time goes, depending on how awake I am in the mornings. I'm probably going to wind up doing a lot of surprise live streams. And when I show you guys the monetization, you're going to laugh at what I named everything. Seriously, you're going to laugh. And like, I could not think of a perk to give you guys. So I was just like, what the fuck am I going to give anybody who ever is stupid enough to go to tier three? And I was like, uh, oh, card readings. Like, they'll get personalized private tarot card readings every time. So, I was like, that's good. Put that on there. Somebody might bite, but who knows? I really don't care. That's why the, the other ones are like $1.99. Because I don't see the point. Like, I want members so I could do member-only streams. But, you know, I, I'm not good at, like, the emojis and, like, all that kind of... I don't know shit about that. I'll learn, but I I wasn't prepared. I was like, I don't know. I didn't know that I had a pick. Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? 
I might go steal a couple of experts. Who knows? Unless expert wants to be a bro and send me files. Because I love that too. But if anybody wants to help out and send me some emoji files or whatever, that works. Or point me in the direction of a site where I can go. If anything, leave it in the comments. Send it on Discord. I know I got to do a community post. And I got to post my Discord link. I know, I know, I know. But not today. Or not right this minute. Probably in a little bit. But I'm very excited. And thank you guys for hanging out with me all morning. It is much appreciated. This was something I really wanted to talk about. And I didn't know how to approach it. And I didn't want to be all clinical about it. So this was more on an individual basis. Um, this was more about me telling you how I got to the point where I had no self-worth. You know, because every time somebody should have been adding to my self-worth in my childhood, they were busy taking away. So I have negative, <laughs> negative numbers when it comes to self-esteem. But it's okay. I get better. Every day, I'm a little better. Some days are not so hot. Some days I'm great. But I'm here. I'm here to struggle. And that's what's important. I'm not giving up the fight. I'm not giving up the struggle. I'm not giving in to the universe trying to beat me down. I'm going to stay being me. And I'm going to give my heart out as much as I possibly can to as many people as I can. Because I deserve that as well as they do. Loving someone is more than just giving them love. It's the act of loving. You know, you're practicing how to accept another person, flaws and all, aggravating and all, and to stick with them. And to be strong with them, to, you know, struggle with them, to work it out with them. That's what we need more of, not quitters. We need people who are going to go in there and say, you know what? You're an amazing person and I love you and I'm not giving up on this. I'm just not. We're going to work through this. And then the other person says, yes, we absolutely are. Because you can. You can work through anything. You have to want to. You can't always go back to what you were, but you can establish something new. Sometimes something better. I believe that. I believe it's very important in every aspect of our life that we keep that love for ourselves. At least try to keep it. It's very, very difficult. I know. It is. It's disheartening almost. But you know what? You're fucking worth it. You are fucking worth it. Love yourself. Love each other. Mostly love yourself. Because things are rechargeable now. So. I could do that good. See, that's a good buzzing noise. <laughs> or, you know, it could be a kitty cat. You do that, you play that around a cat. Look, my cats are like, what, what, what? You called us? What? What's going on? <laughs> that noise drives them crazy. 
Anyway, now that I'm surrounded by pussy, I'm going to clear out of here. Remember to be kind, be lovely, be smart and sassy and sexy and spicy. Like, do all the things that you're not supposed to do. But just, you know, make sure nobody's recording you. And if they are, send me the clips. Love them. Love them. Anyway, this is your mouthy mama T3 signing out, signing off, and saying I will see you in the funny papers. Bye. I'm going to play this song on the way out because I just like it. Jersey girl. I know that you're a Jersey girl inside. 4am at a diner. Stop singing. Living on a prayer. I'm thinking maybe you're a Jersey girl with all those highlights in your hair. Bye, guys. I'll see you in the funny papers. Arrivederci, baby.